Hello and welcome to show 50, 50, that's 50, 5050 of the Veteran Gamers Podcast. Yay, 50, yay. And as you can hear, we've got Duke. Yay, hi everybody. I don't really have a sound to play today. Here, wait, I'll play this one. Well, he's surface lizard here as well. Yeah. He sounds strangely like a snake. (laughs) Well, lizard, snake, same thing. And, And we've also got Ginny. Oh, Mr. Bonebuster, very fantastic. Yeah, actually, we haven't got Ginny here, have we? Well, what are you talking about? I'm here. Are you? Is that really you? Yeah, I'm fine. Oh my god, how weird is that? That's just yeah. like so surreal. Are you really here? Yeah. Shit, that's weird. I'm all like freaked out now. You're not really here. That's just you, Chinny. Like... Chinny, don't don't freak with him. Should should Stu be freaked out, Chinny? <laughs> no, I'm so freaked out now. <laughs> God, well, we like... heard you were sick, Chinny, so we figured you weren't going to make it to the call. Yeah, I'm fine. Those are, those are recordings, aren't they? <laughs> don't don't do this to me. I'm telling you, you're just freaking. Are me those out. recordings or is that re- Chinny? Those are recordings, aren't they? <laughs> no, that's just you. Sure, tell the truth. They're recordings, oh. aren't they? <laughs> no. Yeah, that that is very freaky, I have to say, because I did really believe he was here for a second. And then I'm looking at the, I'm even looking at the Skype call, going, "Wait a minute, he's not even on the line. How can he be here?" That was freaky. I'm freaked. But he does. I think he has something to say about my shirt for some reason. <laughs> Duke, you got a stupid shirt on. <laughs> hey, screw you, Chinny. I think my shirt looks cool. Oh, my. I gotta have a go. Oh my god, I'm freaked out officially. <laughs> yeah. Huh? God, I really believed he was here. I really did. I thought, how have you sneaked him onto the call without me noticing? The magic of Skype. Oh, oh my God, that was freaky. Don't you think Skype is amazing, Chinny? I absolutely 100% disagree. Oh, what the heck? I think Skype's awesome. Oh, God, this is going to be so freaky tonight. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, it is 50. Have you got any facts about it? Yes. I do have an interesting fact about the number 50. 50 is half of 100. <laughs> that is true. That's an ama- isn't that amazing? I yeah, never thought of it that way, but very amazing. Are you a maths change- teacher as well as an English? Well, teacher? you know, it changes the way you look at numbers when you think about it like that. Oh, half a century of, of veteran gamers podcast. But yeah. uh, do you know? I was trying to work out what the real number of shows we've done is. It's, it's a hell of a lot, isn't it? It's like eighty by now, isn't it? <laughs> All together? No, I, I don't know. How many did we do on overtime? Uh, I would have said, I would have said we're probably including midweek ones and stuff like that. I reckon we're up to about 140. Or something. Wow, I didn't realize it was that much. Yeah, I haven't been around for that much, but yeah, 130, 140-ish or something. Very impressive. Yeah. I should make a cake. You should make a cake mm, as long okay. as it isn't a lie. That's the. That's <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you go. Oh, there you go. Um. I have got some cricket news because, you know, I, I need to get that out. Oh, boy. I know, I know. I know, I know, this. <laughs> I know how much you love cricket. Um, but, yeah, England sadly got beaten. So it's, it's one match all. It's one match all with two tests left to play. How long does this thing go for? Uh, five matches. It's five matches altogether. And how long is each match? Uh, five days each. Oh my god, so 25 days total, huh? Yep, so it's nearly enough a month of playing one game. Oh, basically. god. 
Sounds well, like te- – I mean, I don't know. I guess it shows a dedication that we don't have. Super Bowl in the United States, four hours, that's it. Yeah, no, this is yeah a long time. It's a whole month of cricket. Basically. I guess the World Series is a long time, but each game in that is, you know, six Yeah, but that's not hours. just two teams playing against each other, is it? Yeah, it's true. Well, no, the World Series itself is a seven-game series. Yeah, but how many teams? Just two, with just two teams. No, oh, really? Oh, well, there are playoffs lead up to it, but then this is the extent of my sports knowledge. I'm telling you right now, that's all I know about baseball. But do you know, do you know, actually, funnily enough, it was the BBC Sports Personality of the Year Awards uh, tonight. On, on British television. So they picked sort of the best sports personality from the UK that's on the BBC. It has to be on the BBC channel, though, a sport that they cover, which is just weird. Yeah. Um, but what do you think? What sport do you think uh, won? Well, what sport? Uh, rugby. Rugby, that's a good guess, but it's not right. Oh, jeez. failing the quiz already. You are, you are. <laughs> so what won? Well, I'll tell, you what, I'll tell you what came in second place first, shall I? Chinny, do you want to have a guess? <laughs> no. Yeah, I'll, tell, right. I'll tell you what gave me second place. Yes. Um, yeah, Phil Taylor. Phil Taylor. Do you know what he does? You know I have does? no idea. Phil Taylor. He's a darts player. Really? That's considered a sport, is it? Yeah, exactly. I was just like, what? Just a minute. I'm just going to look him up because <laughs> because I know he's got some sort of stupid nickname. Just a minute. I'll tell you what his nickname is. <laughs> he's yeah. the Fletch Man. Uh, here we Fletch go. Here we go. Uh, just a minute. Let me have a look. Let me have a look. He's, uh, his name is Captain Pointy. Yeah, let me have a look, let me have a look. No, I can't find it now. Oh, jeez. Yeah. He's been nominated twice before, apparently. I'm just looking at his wiki page. <laughs> it's time he wins. He's been waiting oh, for Oh, there we go, here we go. He's oh. Phil, Phil, here we go, here we go. Get ready for this. Drum roll, okay. I need a drum roll. Yes, drum roll. Phil, the power Taylor. There you go. That's a good nickname. So, so he he was a runner-up. He was running up. So how do you top yeah. darts? How do you top yeah, darts? Really? Yeah, really. Horse well, racing. Standing still? Horse no, racing. Horse racing. Wow. Yeah, a jockey. A jockey. That's one. great. And what was even weirder, right? His name was AP. Just a minute, just a minute. I'm just, I can't AP? remember. AP McCoy. AP uh-huh. McCoy. Is he, he fake or is he real? I don't know. It just sounds like a package of crisps to me, you know, like <laughs> AP McCoy crisps or something, you know? Mm, AP McCoy crisps. I bought he, Fresh he, from grandma's oven. Yeah, he won the Grand National this year. Yeah. So that's, so that's why that a, that's, I assume that's a horse race. The Grand, the Grand National is like the biggest horse race in the world. I see. Much. Bigger than the Kentucky Derby? Because that's pretty yeah, big. Pretty, pretty big. I, I guess it's on a par with the Kentucky Derby. Well, I would imagine that y'all been doing it longer than we have. So. It's been done for a long... It's like the race of the year in, in the yeah. UK. You know, well, it's, it's sort of bigger than Ascot. Now, let me ask you this. Is there a drink associated with watching horse races in the UK? Because here it's the mint julep. No, I don't. Not. I've never had a mint julep, but that's the drink you're supposed to drink when you go to a horse track. Yeah, I've never heard of that. What sort of drink is that? Uh, mint. Mint is that it? it just tastes julep. like a mint liqueur, is it? It's probably something. I don't know. I've never had one. So yeah, it was. He was pretty poor all around, really. A darts player and a jockey. So they... Yeah, it sounds pretty weak. I'd like to see them go up against each other. Can the dart thrower throw darts at the horse? There you go. Go down. I mean, the I horse... Think the horse should have been nominated personally. Yeah. Now, exactly. That would have been better. That would have what been does the better. jockey do? Hurry up! Hurry up! Hurry exactly. up! Exactly. He just whips the horse, and the horse does all the work. Boo! Boo, jockeys! Boo! Yeah. All right. Anyway, games. Anyway, by the way, it was it was just out of interest. It was um it was down to a public vote. So 
you know, them things, you never know where the hell they're going to end up, do you, really? Yeah, and you so, never know how much, like, people who love horse racing told all their friends, go vote 20 times! Yeah. I mean, he did say in his speech, to win this award is surreal. Well, I felt the same way, I have to say. Yeah. I it was pretty surreal that a darts player and a jockey were... Uh... Anyway, we need to move on, because that's nothing to do yeah. with games at all, is it? That's true. Yeah, well, it's Ginny thing. <laughs> no. There no, it doesn't have anything to do with games. That's right. Exactly. So we we better move on. Better move on. Yes. Um. So what have you been up to this week? What have you been doing? Well, well, you know, on Chinny's recommendation, I got split second. Okay. Because I was at a video shop or a video game shop while I was waiting for my car to get fixed, and I saw it there, and I was like, I came all this way, I might as well get something. So I got split second, and it's fun. I'm having a good time with it. But the thing that bugs me, and maybe this is one thing that he doesn't care about, but I remember playing the demo for Blur and not having this problem. In Blur, when you let's say you're in second place, right, and you can see the person in front of you, right, and you fought, you have a missile or something on your car. You're pretty sure it's going to hit the person in front of you, right? Yep. I mean, if it's, you know, there's homing missiles, and I know there's one weapon on Blur where you're, like, shooting bullets or something, and so you have to make sure you hit him, right? Yeah, but there is a homing, like, a homing missile right. type thing. Right, right. so there's one, at least one weapon, and probably yep. more, where you know you're going to nail the person. With split second, it's, first of all, you have to time it exactly right. But as Chinny had probably said, you have to know the track in order to make sure you time it right, which is weird, because... When you play it for the first time, you'll push the button to knock the other person in front of you out, but there's a good chance that it won't hit them at all. It won't go anywhere near them. So it's a gamble every time you push that button to try to destroy the person in front of you, which is really frustrating. But then I guess it's like Genie said it comes down to timing, doesn't it, and, and learning yeah. to try. It, but here's the other thing, too, that bugs me. Um, okay, you know Need for Speed Most Wanted and the other Need for Speed games? There, there are these things that are chase breakers or whatever they're called, uh, where like it's a big you know billboard or something, and you can drive through it in a way that will stop the cops behind you. You know what I'm talking about? Okay, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. because I've never played those games, but well, that's I'll, the way it works. I will take your word for it. So there's these little orange icons on those things. They show up on your mini map, and then they show up on the you know the billboard or whatever it is itself, so that you know where to aim, right? Yep. When you're playing split second and it's time to take out the person in front of you. Uh, the the little icon shows up on the person's car, so you have no idea wh- if it's on the left side or the right side. And if the thing's going to explode on the right side of the track, but the person's on the left, you're probably not going to do any damage to them. Right. So it would be really nice to have that little icon appear wherever on the track it's going to explode or do something, so that you know you can time it and you can make sure you don't waste it using it on one side or the other that won't affect the person in front of you. That's a little frustrating. Yeah, I mean, um, I mean, interestingly, this this week there was some news and some more info came out about uh, Motor Storm Apocalypse, which oh, is yeah? coming out next year. And um, the developer did a demo of it, racing across the rooftops wow. in the game. And not only that, but as he was racing along these rooftops, buildings in front of him were collapsing, and sort of nice. obviously all the time the the track or the he, he didn't even describe it as a track; he just described it as a racing area. Yeah. Uh, but the racing area was was dynamically changing all the time, and he had to obviously be making adjustments for where you know the new line was because a building had just suddenly disappeared from right, you know right. you know on the next one that he was going to, and it, it was really impressive looking and and very dynamic. And and I think the the trouble with split second and blur to a certain extent, a blur blur a little bit bit more because blur is more controlled by you, you know, as and when stuff happens. Yeah. But I think in split second, it's it's very scripted, is the impression I get. But not playing it, I don't know. I mean, you tell mm. me. 
Yeah, I mean, it is, and it's, I, I mean, I'm not, it's not that it's not good, it is fun, and I mean, it, the graphics are good, um, and, and that, yeah, that sense that Chinny talked about in terms of, like, the whole, you know, world sort of exploding around you, and it's very adrenaline pumped, uh, it's well done as far as it goes, it just, it feels like that element of it, of not knowing where and when your thing's gonna hit, here's another example, there's one little thing on one of the tracks where, the person, you know, your person will be in front of you, and you'll hit the thing, and this big, you know, like construction claw, you know, those things they use to dig dirt and stuff, it'll it'll sweep across the road, but it sweeps in the same direction as the cars are going. So again, you have to time it so perfect, and I don't expect to play that. Well, to track be sure, to be much. fair, it's interesting because this is obviously very much an arcade racer. Yeah, but it sounds like some of it's aimed at the hardcore. You know, the people who are who are into that sort of split second yeah. timing and pre- I think you know right. precision. Yeah, like they're trying to find a middle ground, maybe, and like you know, just make it so that I, I suppose you know the fact that it's a gamble means that when you play it the first time, maybe half of the time you will explode the cars in front of you, which is very satisfying and it's a lot of fun. Um, but then there's also something to be said for playing the same track over and over again because then you the, the goal is you'll increase that percentage of the time. You'll be able to mash the other cars away and stuff. So whatever. I mean, I'm having fun. Can I can ask play. you, how do you feel about the, you know, the sort of maybe you've you've done a lot of good work to get in front and everything and then some building collapses on you and then you sort of end up either being knocked out of the race or four or five cars back. I mean, does that, you know, is that I frustrating? I haven't had that. The, the, the thing that, that happened to me was I was I was actually in front and then I had the energy to blow something up and I just figured oh, I'll just blow something up. And then I crashed into the thing that I blew up. So it was me being stupid. I hadn't really had the other AI drivers do that to me. I guess I've just been good about avoiding it, or I don't know. Maybe so is that is it. that the is that the racing version of firing your bullets indiscriminately everywhere? Is it? <laughs> you spray and pray, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Just sort of hope that it hits something. So what um, else are you up to? Anything else? So the other thing that I've been playing is Black Ops, of course. Oh yeah. Um, I actually gave up Black Ops for a few days because I was having so much trouble with it because I can't play regular team deathmatch. It feels like there's no point. You ha- Every time you want to shoot somebody, you have to put a full clip into them. Because... Can, I, can I just ask as well, how many people use the RC car instead of the spy plane? A lot of people because yeah. everybody's using Ghost or what it used to be called uh, Cold-Blooded. Because they don't want to get seen on the map. But, so but everybody in team, figures... In team deathmatch, surely you, know, you need to use a team... Perks, surely. Yeah, exactly. That's what that's what I always think, and I do use it because even though you're probably only going to get half the enemy team showing up, um, it's the type of thing where uh, it does help the team, and I do like to do that. Uh, and also, I don't like being vulnerable. When you're doing the RC car, your person's immobile, and someone can come up and just kill you. And you can't, you'll have no idea that they're there. So that's a little – I don't like that idea of like not being able to be aware of what's going on around me and stuff. So whatever. I, I went back to Modern Warfare 2 for a little while, and some people were giving me stick. Oh, well, you suck too much at Black Ops. But in recent days, I've gone back, and I'm having fun with Black Ops again. I guess I just had a bad night or something. It was really frustrating. So. Really? Were, were you getting cyberbullied and all that stuff? Uh, yeah, exactly. I was getting all pushed around. Because, you know, consequences will never be the same, will they? <laughs> After after something like that happens, consequences will never be the same. Can I just ask? Can I just ask? Talking talking of Jesse Slaughter, oh, which obviously Jesse. you posted up. Um, I think you need to explain 
uh, where the other way is that this connects to video games too. So I think you need to explain that because <laughs> well, I have no anybody, idea what the hell you meant. Well, if anybody listened to last week's show, they'll know what it is. Because that's what I was referring to is the podcast. Ah, right. No, I knew yeah, that. I, because, I, I figured uh, some people yeah. probably hear the podcast before they saw the thing on the website. And yeah, then it'd be was, all through the show. Yeah, someone I was speaking to noticed because yeah. said, ah, that's what consequences will never be the same from. <laughs> and that, and you, you, were, you were picking up on it too. You were like, I feel like I'm being set up for something. I feel like there's something going on that I don't know about. Yeah. So we wanted to let everyone know. Chinny was originally supposed to send something in that you would put at the beginning oh, of the thing. He, so he did, he did, right. But he, he sort of messaged me on Thursday, was it Thursday? Friday night, Friday night, about half past seven. I was like, yeah, I posted the like, show last night, <laughs> about 20 yeah, exactly. hours ago. There you go. Would you, you say know. that was good planning, Chinny? <laughs> no. No, it yeah, wasn't. I don't think it so. Wasn't. And he was like, not. oh, damn. And I was like, yeah. well, it's a bit late now. Right. You know. So, I don't know. We, you know, the, the, some of the stuff her dad said is just ridiculous, you know, cyber police and back tracing. Did you, did you watch the Nightline news report on it as well? I did not. I saw oh, the Good Morning America you, one. But you I should watch the Nightline news report because there's totally pro her and going, oh, oh, why did you why did you say all these profanities? And she was just like, oh, well, it's it's the only way I felt I could get back at them, you know, and oh, it was, please, I did it, I did it on the fly and it was the only thing that came into my head. And, oh, and I was like, Well, then your what? head's empty, lady. What? You. And you know the craziest thing? I didn't even post this. Maybe I will later. After it all blow, blew over, after everything calmed down, she went and made another video that was like, you can't stop me, bitches. I'm coming out with my own clothing line, and all you little haters can just go to hell because you can't stop me. And it's like, shut up. Haven't you learned anything from this? Stop making videos, you stupid girl. But they even, they even had video of, of her dad with a walking stick limping. And I'm like, is that real? Yeah. Or do right. we just meant to feel sorry know. for him a bit? I don't yeah. know. All staged, if you ask me. It was terrible. One anyway. last thing, yeah. Well, one last thing about Split Second. I felt yeah. so weird because I'm generally not a huge Disney fan, but it was it was that's a Disney game. It is. And I was like, that seems weird that they'd have this game where everything's exploding all around them because they usually use other companies to release stuff that has a lot of explosions and things to be well, destroyed. It's by, the, it's by the same company that did the Quad Bike game, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I can't remember what, and, that was. what was that called? I don't remember. It's, it's, um, it's lost on me. I can't remember. Uh, Chinny, do you know? <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, but Useless. speaking of Disney, I gave a lot of money to Disney twice in one week because really? I bought that and I guess they didn't get any money because I bought it used. But I also saw the Neutron movie. All right. Oh, baby. Is it good? Was it, is it worth it's, it? It's really good. I definitely recommend people check it out. It's a good movie. I really like some of the philosophical stuff in it. I well, apparently say, the game is terrible, I've heard. Well, that's what I hear. I know. And that's a shame because it's the, the movie's really all about games when you come down to it. Um, but the, don't, here's the thing that, here's the mistake I made. And I don't want other people to make this mistake. If you saw that video that they released for the Daft Punk song, Derezzed, you know what I'm I talking did, about? With I the did, I did. How awesome that song is. And it fits with the visuals so well. Yeah. There's one scene in the movie where that comes back. That song is used in this really great scene and Daft Punk themselves are actually in it, which is magnificent. But most of the rest of the music is sort of conventional movie soundtrack music. I mean, they made it so it's, you know, the instruments are a little different and there's a little more of that, you know, type stuff. But for the most part, I was waiting for the cool pounding Daft Punk stuff to start up and it just really doesn't. So, you know, that aside, really good movie. I'd recommend people check it out. But 
Well, I'm meant to be going on Tuesday, so I'll possibly oh, go right. and watching it on Tuesday. If I feel up to it with my man flu and all. Well, I hope you feel better. I know, yeah, I feel that. I feel very. Rough. I'm not sick, Chinny. Are you sick? Yeah, I'm fine. Well, that's good. There you go, Chinny's. Chinny's yeah. fine. That's always good. Um, so, Stu, what have you been playing? I've been, I've been playing a plethora of games. Yeah. There's a good word. Do you like that? It's a good word. I do. It's a nice word. Plethora. It's a, it's a nice word. It's a nice yes. word. Um, a... I've been playing a ton, a ton of indie games this week. Oh my um, goodness! Is this from the winter? No, no, nearly none of them are. But there's really? been a load of games come out that are pretty good without the winter games. Winter. I actually did stuff. play one of them though. The zombies and vultures or whatever. Yeah, well, well, hold that. I did play thought. that. Hold that yes. thought because uh, obviously Quarian is coming on next week. That's I hope. right. For so real. We'll, for, well, maybe, maybe we're still okay. waiting for about two or three more games yet. So he may be, he may not be. We'll just have to wait. We'll just the world wants wait. some Quanrian. I know, I know, he will be on. He will be on. But yeah. we just want to make sure all the games are out before he comes on. But no, yeah. I played um, Toy Stunt Bike, which I thought Toy was Stump Bike Stunt, as in Stunt, stunt Bike, Cunning Stunt. Sense. There you go. Okay. Yes. Yeah, Cunning Stunt Bike. Yes. Um. Which was which was really quite cool. My daughter absolutely loved it, and it's uh, it's obviously very Trials HD light, uh, but set on a toy bike, and your avatar sits on it, and nice. it's, it's obviously set in a bedroom, and and all the ramps and stuff are toys and pencils and toy swords and rulers and books, and it's just really cool. I really really liked it. I thought it was a very clever little game. You know, let me guess, you you think the graphics are amazing? La da 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 da. Do you know what? They weren't bad. They weren't bad for an indie wow. game. They were they were pretty cool. It was it yeah. had a nice cartoony style. The the physics worked well, which I guess is the most important thing in a game like that. Yeah. Uh, so that was pretty cool. Pretty cool. Um, then How I did. Uh, I think it was two forty. I think uh, it was two forty. So I think is it worth yeah. it? Did you buy it? No, I didn't. Uh. <laughs> I didn't. But but we did did play it up to the end of the demo. <laughs> <laughs> um, we played it a lot. We, didn't we did play it, and we restarted it a few times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I made it. I made it. I'm, I'm a bit, oh, you know, because I still haven't bought Ilo Milo, and I keep umming and ahhing. Yeah, right. but that's not people who are working their fingers to the bone as independent developers, I man. Know, I get the impression that is an indie game. I would imagine. Well, maybe, but they, they seem like they got some money behind. I would imagine that's an independent game. Anyway, uh, but the other game I played a ton of on the indie games, and it is a Winter Uprising game. Uh, yes. But I do want to talk a little bit about it, which is uh, because we did we did have uh, the developer of this game on the uh, interview this week, which was Matthew Doucette uh, from Zona Games, and and that was Decimation X Three, yeah, and and I like it, I really really like it, you know, and the, there are a few changes to the original one, mm-hmm. uh, and one of the things it has is co-op. Nice. Uh, so I was playing co-op with my daughter, local, yes. and, and it was a blast. It was a real blast, and my daughter has really got the bug now. She just yeah. wants to beat her last score. Nice. You know, that's all she wants to do. You know, and is every she trying time... to beat your score? No, she's not really got getting that close, but but she's getting better. She's it's you know superseding her own score every time she plays it again. This is how it starts. Yeah, and she's cheering. You know, she's getting all excited when she gets to, and all she wants to do when she you know loses all her lives is go to the leaderboard. Yeah. And, and have a look where she ended up. So, you know, she is finding that, you know, really, really good. And we did play it in co-op, and it was a little bit frantic, it's fair yeah. to say. Um, so is it split screen, or you have two no, no, you're both on the same at the bottom t- and, yeah. at the same time? Does it make it harder when you do split screen, or co-op? A little bit, because, you know, because obviously your ships are moving fast left and right, and yeah. sometimes yeah, you get a bit confused in which one, you're, which one you're controlling, so... Yeah. So they are a little bit, but good. Really like it, you know. And when you when you do get leveled up, you know, your your firepower is is really quite something, you know. Nice. It's really impressive. So I really like that. And that that whole like quest to constantly get a better score is kind of like that other game with the 
God, I'm blanking on it. The wars, what is it? Well, geometry wars. We ain't doing geometry. Uh, We're trying to play uh, some games. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, that one. Yeah, it is a little bit like that. Um, mm. but, but when I was interviewing him, one of the things he did say was um, that he, in the next update or the next game, he wants to you know, have online leaderboards and all that stuff, uh, friends leaderboards. And, cause I, I think said, that's a game changer. Yeah, that makes yeah, it's got to have because it is just so much that type of game. Yeah. It is about, you know, score rushing and and sort of superseding your last score that you've done. And yeah, yeah, it is very, very cool. So I really enjoyed that. So I had a lot of fun with that. Um, Assassin's Creed 2, I played a ton of that. 2 or Brotherhood? Uh, Brotherhood, sorry. Oh, okay. Uh, Thanks for correcting me there. Yes, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. Got a bit excited there. (laughs) Um, Yeah, really, again, I'm really loving it. And I've just got to the part where I've got my own assassins to control. Oh, nice. And it, and it is very empowering, I have to say. Yeah. You do feel like a badass, you know, when you, you press that left bumper and he whistles and, you know, does his hand signal and yeah. just appear from nowhere. That's awesome. You know, and I've got sort of, I think I've got about 10 uh, now, 10 nice. assassins. And it, so you could be like, do, and, and is it like there's a crowd of people you need to deal with or is it just like there's one yeah, person I mean, when you all to, 10 of them on? No, when you go to the Borgia Towers, yeah. Uh, and I used it there, and it was just sorted out in sort of a matter of a couple of minutes. You know, they just yeah. took everybody out. Um, but, but basically, you have to unlock Borgia Towers yourself uh, mm. to unlock further assassins. So that's how you get the extra assassins. Now, what's cool about the assassins themselves is uh, they have their own XP. Oh, okay. So every time you use them or you send them on a mission, and you can send them on missions all over the world, you know, to do all these nice. different missions. And obviously when they come back, they're leveled up, so they're a better yeah. character, and they get, they, then they get better weapons opened up to them, better armor. Do they ever not come back? Yes, they can be killed. Uh-huh. So then you obviously lose, and you get sort of three calls, you know, as you get more assassins. Yeah. Uh, for every, I think it's either every two or every three you unlock, you get an extra call, so you can call them three times. Yeah, yeah. And then it slowly fills back up, so it's like a meter that slowly fills back. Nice. And them. when they XP up, is that for like all of them as a group, or does each no, no, you have individual, to like, watch each one? No, each individual assassin. Right. So if you obviously you know if some if a couple take people out, then obviously they get more XP than the ones that didn't. Cool. So it's and a little the, bit yeah, like a little strategy there. Yeah, there's a little strategy, but it's not it's not sort of Vegas two or anything like that. Yeah, it doesn't like take you out of the action. God no, I mean God I, I hate sort of games where you have to control people in in that yeah. but it's it's very simplistic in that you know, you just basically press the, the you know, left bumper and away they go and you just let them get on with it. Cool. So that's cool. So that's cool, liking that's that. Cool. Uh played a ton more uh, Infinity Blade on the iPod iPhone, iPad. Oh yeah. Dutch. Brainy gamer called that the most important game of the year. It's impressive. It's it's very impressive. Now I did hear some interesting stuff about it this week. Yeah. Uh, that it was originally being developed uh, for Kinect. I've heard. Really? Yeah. Huh. And I can actually see that working brilliantly with Kinect. You know, yeah. if the hand slashing gestures and stuff like mm-hmm. that would work easily very well. So who knows? Watch this space. You never know. Yeah. You never know. It'd make an excellent downloadable game for the, for Kinect. I would have said it would be yeah. perfect. You know, because it just works so well. Um, but it's so addictive. Is it? Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's weird, right? Because it's such a repetitive game. Because all you're doing is the same battles over and over again, but just yeah. with different bodies. You know, in the same places in this castle. Right. But, right. You know, it is all about those loot drops and you know, sort of making money to go to the shop and buy the next big sod-off weapon that you can use. Yeah, and, and somebody, the guy on the Brainy Gamer said the least interesting thing about Infinity Blade is the game itself. It's a repetitive fantasy yep. medieval hack and slash on rails. Punch out meets Groundhog Day on a touch screen. 
But yeah. he said it works. The formula works. And the big thing that he points out is uh, the bad news for Nintendo and Sony, Infinity Blade demonstrates why dedicated gaming devices like the DS and PSP can no longer assume superiority among gamers looking for so-called serious games. I mean, I mean I've showed it to a few people this week um, yeah. at work and what have you, and they're just blown away by you know what it looks yeah. like. Um, and it plays well. It just plays really well. And what I've also learned recently is that you can actually uh, do all these really cool combos, which I was just hacky slashing. But mm. uh, I've realized now that you can do all these different combos. That There's a little see, more depth to it. Yeah, increase the amount of damage you do and also, you know, um, shake the, the enemy you're fighting so you can obviously get a few more blows in. And yeah, it's cool. It's cool. Yeah. So I'm starting to strategize a bit. And I, I must admit, as a, the further I'm getting in, uh, the harder it, it is getting, you know, it is ramping oh, up. Now, is it the type of thing where, because you got to level up, like, what, your weapons and stuff? You level up everything. So you level up, your weapons right. level up. Every time you max a weapon out, you get an extra point for leveling up your character. And what I mean is there's some games where you have to sort of sort of grind in order to get your level up by just fighting sort of like regular monsters. Can you do that? Or is it like yeah, you, you just got to keep fighting the same boss until you beat them? No, well, the whole premise of the game is obviously finally beating the God King at the end right, of it. Right, right. And and he's level 50, and he has something like 3,000 health. Wow. So this guy is so tough. Like, you're hitting him, and it's taking, like, a millimeter of his health off. <laughs> yeah. So you know he's completely futile, you know, sort of fighting him. And he hits you once, and he takes, like, half of your health in one hit. Uh, you know, and you, <laughs> you pretty much feel small and inferior. And and to be fair, you, you fight some of these, like, feral trolls and stuff like this, and they're absolutely ginormous things that tower above you. Yeah. Um, but he's he's just sort of your size, you know. He's slightly bigger than you, but that's it. But he, you can deceptively small. Yeah, he glows, and all these weapons glow, and yeah, he's just rock hard, you know. Yeah, um, but the the magic's pretty deep, you know. As you get better rings, they have like multiple spells that you can do with them, you know, stuff like that. You can sort of wear armor that doesn't really help fighting or defense, but but increases the chance of getting a really cool drop of of a weapon or a, you know some other armor. So you can wear stuff that just sort of increases the chances of getting something really cool when when you've killed something. Yeah. So it's it's it's, it's impressive. I like it a lot. You know, I'm, I'm definitely impressed with it. So that's cool. Um, there's been an update for Rage HD also. Oh yeah. Huh? And they've added in uh, two new control schemes. Okay. One's the gyroscope. So basically, you can obviously just hold the the iPod Touch or iPhone if you've got. Oh yeah, yeah. Just rotate it. Well, sort of, no, or, sort of go up, down, or left, or right, and it's sort of like looking through yeah, the window, yeah. if you will. So it's well, sort of, the, the scene on the game moves as you move the, the yeah, iPod, yeah. so it doesn't use tilt anymore, which is quite right, good. Right, yeah. But they've got this other control scheme called Window, right? Uh-huh. And you have to, it's just the most ridiculous thing ever. Because, like, if the enemy's behind you, you have to turn completely around. You physically, physically have to turn around. Physically have to oh, turn give around. Give me a break. And I'm like, how awkward is this? I'm just... <laughs> I tried it right, and I was just getting killed big time. Oh, yeah. because, and, and also, it doesn't give any indication on the screen where the enemy is. So oh, you're basically geez. spinning around, like, yeah. in the room, trying to see this enemy. I'm like, no, that's just that's rubbish. Ridiculous. But the gyroscope works fine because it's still on rails, and, yeah. you know, that, that works okay. So the window thing, not so much, but the gyroscope, pretty good. It seems like they're trying to, like, figure out exactly how to do shooters on those, and they're experimenting with different models. And I figure eventually they'll get it. I mean, you know, the gyroscope. I think what's thing. weird, right? Everybody, everybody complains about the on rails elements of both, you know, Infinity Blade and 
Rage HD. But oh, it was Mirror's Edge on rails? And Mirror's Edge, no, Mirror's Edge wasn't on rails, but it, it was weird. Mirror's Edge was a 2D side-scrolling thing. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it was yeah. sort of 2D, 3D, if you will. Right. Um, but it, I like Mirror's Edge. It was cool. But it, it sort of was always moving. You could never stop still. Right. So it was always moving. It was all about flow, and it worked really well for me on the iPod Touch. But it was very. How cool would you do it without rails? Is the thing. Well, that's the problem you've got because the games that don't do it, you know, they have got Battlefield Bad Company two on there, oh, and yeah? a, and a few, yeah, they have, yeah, on the iPod Touch, and a few other uh, other little games like that. But you know, most people, what most people complain about with those games is the controls. Well, sure. said, it doesn't work with a first-person shooter. So to be honest, it's the only, it really is the only way, in my opinion. And it works, so why keep moaning about it? Yeah, no doubt. I mean, it's not going to be the exact same thing as a console game because it's just a different format. It requires different things. No, definitely. No, I absolutely agree. Um, but I have been playing one other game on the iPod Touch, so I'm going to give you some clues, and you've got to figure out what game I've been playing. You like this? Like quizzes? Oh, I like quizzes, but I ready? have a guess. Are you ready? Here we go. I'm ready. Okay. First clue, first clue, okay? I had to turn a room around. I know what it is. Yeah, yeah. I've got another, yeah. I've got another clue, right? We'll let the people at home guess. Chinny, yeah. do you have any idea what it is? <laughs> no. Yeah? All right, All right. okay. I have two. to. Wait, 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 hang on. <laughs> yeah, I haven't given all the clues yet. I'm giving more clues. Are you ready? Oh, oh okay. All no, right. there's Sorry, more guys. clues, more Look clues. Right. I had to push some buttons. Ooh, buttons. Yeah, buttons. And, and, there was some weird creature man thing that stole my book. Yeah. At the very beginning of this game. And then, as soon as he stole it... Yeah, he ends up dead. Maybe. <laughs> well, I think he's dead. He's a, well, he, lo- he, he distinctly looks like him on the sort of place that I can't get to. And then, uh, somebody put the stone thing in the thing and jammed it open and then took off. Yeah, I don't know about that. You know What? Yeah, I haven't got that the stone thing in the thing and then took off. No, no, oh, I don't. The person got, they got, okay, the, the dude comes up. I assume it's the, okay, first of all, let's just say the name of the game. Here yeah, we go. go on. You say it, you say it. Go on. It's Riven. It is Riven. Indeed it is. Yeah, Riven, the sequel to Mist. Not only uh, is it Riven, but it's absolutely gigantic. Yeah, that's what it's, I hear. It's a gigabyte. It's a whole gig, right? Well, for reference's sake, how much are other... Games on the well, the majority, I mean, Rage HD and Infinity Blade are about 500 megs. Oh, wow. What the hell? Why is it so much bigger? It, the textures and the, the definition is awesome, I have to say. Everything, well, sure like, rocks look like rocks, and the sky yeah. looks really cool. And well, That's cool. See, I, I, I wonder if the graphics would be better on the iPhone than they were on the PC. I'm sure they are, because I, I'm sure it's been up it, it does yeah. look pretty stunning. Yeah, uh, that's really that. cool. It Man, it makes me want to go play it again. Um, but no, when okay, so you first, so you wake up and, and you're yeah. in the little. Well, you talk to the dude at the, from the end of Mist first, right? Yeah, Atrius. and he he gives you all this, uh, and then you have to read this huge book that's about 15 pages long. Yeah. So I did and all. And then, right, and then you uh, you 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 you're in that little prison, and the dude yep. comes. Yep. Yeah, that weird, weird he's trying dude. to take the book. Yeah, and then he does. And he does, and then yeah. he gets like hit with an arrow or something, right? Yeah, and then he get his body gets dragged away. Yeah, and then yeah, what yeah. happened? Oh, and then then sort of he this other oh did no that was after wasn't he? He wedges open the, the yeah that's switch. the thing I'm talking about. He's a little yeah, stone yeah. thing wedging yeah, the wedge thing. and then they up. take off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're gonna you're gonna meet that person again. Really? Yeah, really. but it's cool. I mean, it is it's, like it's it's sort of I don't know whether it is clusters. What what's the name for it when you use video in a game like of real people? Right, there's, right. There's a name right for it, isn't there? Using live action actors and stuff. Yeah, yeah. 
And it is a bit weird when you see it. And it does look very, very nice, I've got to say. They've yeah, done a good they job. They did a good job. I mean, you know, and it was sort of a rudimentary green screen type thing where they're just sort of putting on costumes and acting in front of it. But it, it works. Yep. And I have and to say. It, they keep it to a minimum, too. I think that's the one thing they really did well with those games is that they understood their limitations. And they were like, we'll, we'll sprinkle a little of this stuff in, but we're not going to go overboard. Because there were some games that came out at the same time that were like the whole game is just video after video. And it's like that didn't work because you were just clicking to load one video or another. But in the case of Mist and Riven, they, they used it very judiciously. Well, there was a Dark Star game came out sort of in the past month or two, wasn't there? That was been in development for about ten years or fifteen years uh-huh. or something stupid, and and it was that was all real video, you know, it was all yeah. sort of like a point and click adventure game using film, mm, if if you will. So there was there was that, but yeah, I'm I'm as confused and I've no idea what the hell I'm supposed to be doing. I guess as I was at the beginning of Mist, pretty yeah. Much. Yeah, they 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 pretty much follow the same thing, but there's a lot more story in Riven. So I mean, it's you'll... interesting because you know I'm guessing there's a few more islands in this, and it, it is always that tantalizing. I can see other stuff I want to get to, but can't quite figure out yeah, how to bloody get. To, yeah, yeah, they do a good job with that, and uh, and there's some yeah. stupid puzzles as well. There was one right right near the beginning where you need to get into this circular room from another door, and you're looking everywhere for a key, you know, or at least I was looking everywhere for a key. Yeah. And couldn't actually find one. And then I actually figured out how I got into the room, and it was just yeah. stupid. Because <laughs> it was so stupid, simple. I... Yeah, but that's, I think, the point of that one is, like, I don't know. You have to think, because it's, because cause the, 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 I think it, it plays tricks with you, because that is your impulse, is to be like, okay, I need to get the key. And then you realize that it's not about that, and you yeah. have to think about it differently. It's a paradigm shift. And I've been, I've been sort of turning valves here, there, and everywhere, but I have no idea what they're doing. Yeah, you'll figure it out. Yeah, I'm sure. That's I'm the sure. only game. There's one moment where I had to consult a strategy guide or something. But really? It was crazy because I was at home from my bookstore job, and I remember that they had the strategy guide at the bookstore. And I'm like, I'm not going to look at it. I'm not going to look at it. And then I got to a point where it was like 9 p.m., and I was like so close to being done. And I was like, ah, I need to figure this one last thing out, and I can't figure it out. So I called the bookstore. This person that I was working with was working that night, and they were just about to close up. And I was like, you got to help me out. Go to the strategy guy, because this is before the internet had it. Did you, did stuff you ask for um, Fly Fishing by J.R. Hartley? <laughs> what? Yeah, British people will know what that means. Okay, will they be raffling now? Probably. <laughs> All right, so, but I had to call them up and be like, look at the last page of the thing and tell me how to do this one thing. And they were like, fine, here's what you do. I'm like, oh, thank you so much. So anyway, but it's a really satisfying ending, so I hope you like it. Well, we'll see. We'll see. You know, I'm liking the look of that thing on the on the opening screen that's just like a huge ball with windows in it. Yes. You know, that, that does look pretty cool. It does Very, look pretty cool. Yes. Um, so, yes, I'm enjoying it in a weird <laughs> sort of I have no idea what's going on kind of way. Kind of like a decay type of way. Worse than that? No, I think yeah, I think it's, it's much it's, worse. It's deeper than that, no doubt. It's not only deeper, but it tells you nothing. That's true. You know, just like Mist before it. You know, you you sort of work out you can press buttons and stuff. Well, to be fair, decay didn't tell you much of anything. At the it beginning. doesn't, but I don't think the puzzles are anywhere near as taxing. You know, well, it's no, like yeah. you know, I found that lid with the buttons on top. There's five buttons, and I've been trying to press them in every combination I can think of. You know, without any guidance, and I know that's not the way to do it because there'll be something somewhere that'll tell me what to press. Yeah. You know, yeah. but it's finding that something somewhere that'll tell me yeah, what exactly. to press. Right, you know, and I keep sitting in that. I'll tell you, there's a, there's a chair that looks yep. like it's got a. Giant, I know exactly which chair you're talking yeah, about. Giant head massager on it. Yeah, yeah. And there's another one down the stairs that's, that obviously replicates <laughs> it. 
Yeah. And I keep sliding switches and pressing buttons mm-hmm. and Yeah. Yeah. Nothing's like I've opened the door, so I know I, I worked out how to open the door. That was fairly simple, but I've no idea what that has to do with anything else either. I know I know that I've got to get some sort of submarine or some weird sort of contraption that's gonna get me somewhere else though, once I've done all the valves and something else i assume but i've still not i'm not saying i know i know Uh but but what i'll do is what i can do is i can just email you as my personal strategy guy yeah or you could do as i said to chinny and uh ballet bunny uh the uhs hint system is really good for that game well i've already funnily enough i haven't used it yet but i've already put that page on my ipod But, but I haven't used it. I'm, I'm ready to, to go. Yeah, but um, it's good because it just asks questions that lead you in the direction, which is really nice. As opposed to like, here's what you do. Instead, it's like, eh, look around for you know, and 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 some of them are really vague. So it's like, well, he gives you, know, you about. You notice this on the box or whatever. Fifteen clues for each thing, so it yeah. just slowly build up. Yeah, the yeah. That you need to know. I really until you suddenly go, ha, ah, that's what I need. <laughs> yes, I like it. it. I like that. So I've, I've I've had a look at that, but I'm trying to avoid using it unless it's a good idea to happen. save it as a last resort. Yeah, yeah. So I've got that, uh, but the game does taunt you. I think. And it it, does? Yeah, I definitely think it sort of wants you to make you feel a bit stupid. Well, uh, in some respects, I think that's only because only yeah. because right, there's a hint system in the game. So I was like, oh, hints, I'll be alright. So I turned them on, right, just to sort of think, see what it was like. And you know what it does? It highlights anything you can interact with in green, but that's all it does. That's not much of a hint, necessarily. Not really, but it made me do something more, and I just haven't figured it out yet. Maybe you have to figure that out as well as another Well, and there may be parts where, yeah, yeah, like you can't, you don't know what you're supposed to do in a room or something, but you know you have to do something in that room, and that's where it may be useful, but... Maybe, maybe. But it looks lovely. It does look very nice, and it does work as well as the original one, but it's weird on the the actual iTunes stores. It's got a warning because of the size, because not only does it take up a gig of memory... But you have to have two gigs of memory free to install it. Wow. How much memory does an average Well, you see I'm lucky because iPhone has. Yeah, when I upgraded mine I got a thirty two gig one. Oh okay. uh, but in all honesty, I really have only got about eight gigs left on it, include you know, once yeah. this is on there. So I've really used okay. a lot of the memory. Um but but a lot of people buy the eight gig one. You yeah, know, yeah, you've sure. already got plenty of stuff on there, you've got no chance. Really well, have no chance. And can you like download something to your computer and then like you know, like I'm not playing Angry Birds right now, so I'll put that on my computer and then bring it back on. Yes, later. you can you can delete them and then resync them. But if you okay. delete them off your iPod Touch, any scores or leaderboards or anything uh, that you're on will be deleted along with it, and any saves, obviously game saves or anything, will be also. See, that's stupid. They should find a way yeah. to sync those. Yeah. So anyway. some do. I think some do now, but most of them they still. You know, if you delete them, you lose all your all your info and stuff. Well, you know what, people look. Riven's worth it. So delete everything and put Riven on and play it. Yeah, it's not for everyone though, is it? Come on, let's Yes, it is for every it's, single it's person. It's not. It's not. <laughs> no, it's not. I, I reckon it's a, it's a slow game. It's it requires a lot of thinking, but it's really rewarding. Yeah, I reckon Dave Dog would you. hate this. Dave Doggy wouldn't like this at all. Well, maybe not. Yeah. But yeah. who cares what he thinks? Yeah. Uh, but I'll tell you this I know about we've lost Riven, the even more now. so. You won't yeah, listen. Well, whatever. Uh, <laughs> the I'm just kidding. I love you, Dave Doggy. Yeah, we love you, Dave. But, you know the in in Mist, there are certain points where when you figure a puzzle out. There was that moment of just like, yes, it's so much more so in Riven, I think. Definitely, I think. and I think that, to a certain extent, is what Decay does so well. Yeah, And yeah. it was interesting, because Dave Dog, we've been d- just debating Decay a little bit on the forums, and he was saying that, you know, oh, there was just some blocking the kill. What sort of simplistic puzzle is that, then? Who cares about that? And See, I, I, but he was playing the demo. He was, and I said to him, but to be honest with you, you know, that... 
you know, have you ever played a puzzle game where it gives you the toughest puzzle, apart from Mist and Riven, that is, uh, that gives you the toughest puzzle to begin with? They don't, do they? It slowly builds up, doesn't it? It gives yeah. you something easy just to get you into the game a little bit. Right, right. And then they, they slowly get more difficult, but yeah, I don't know. And it I think, especially with Decay, like, they're teaching the mechanics of the way the game works in that first puzzle about the door, because it's like, here's the way you're going to use an item in this place. And that's getting you used to the, the basic physical mechanics of it. And I, I don't know. I mean, because I didn't play the demo of Decay before I started. I was just like, I'm in. Let's just buy it. Let's just go for it. And I think it's really hard to evaluate a game like that. There's well, some I'll, games I'll that just don't lend themselves the, to demos. But the second puzzle that you do to open another door that you have to get into is, is really quite ingenious, I thought. I don't even remember that, but I'll there's take a, your word. There's one that I, involves I, a couple of different items and yeah. a bit of visual stuff that you don't naturally notice it at first but you yeah, have to yeah. you think very outside the box you know i don't know but it, it's horses for courses isn't it you know some it people like is. one thing and some people like another i guess it's true you know so you've been playing anything else uh, no i haven't and that that's about it i've had a weird week because i've not been very well been really busy at work mm. and um yeah and, and even this weekend uh, i was out on friday night uh, mm. and then we had some very severe snow here uh-huh. On Friday night, so I got home quite late, and it was a bit yeah. touch and go whether I'd get home at all. Um, we've got about a foot of snow here, so it's, yeah, we had about that a week ago. But so that that happened up. literally from six o'clock on Friday night till about two o'clock on fr- on Saturday morning. It was literally yeah. in the space of about six or seven hours that that came down. Crazy. So yeah, we got a lot of snow in a very short space of time, yeah, uh, and the roads were quite treacherous. So I've not I've not really had a ton of ton of time to play, and I've not been feeling too clever either with the man flu and all. So. Alas. Yeah, but hey, I've managed Chinny. to get a lot of stuff in. Hey, Chinny, have you been playing anything? What do you want to know what I've been playing? Stu, you're just nosy. Oh, I was asking. I mean, you don't have to be rude. Whatever. Fine. It's not nice, Go back is to it? being quiet. What a yeah. jerk. Yeah, I think it's better when he was quiet, to be honest. Yeah, really. Being yeah. Rude and all. Yeah. Yeah. Rude. <sighs> anyway. No need for it. Yes. Um well, I thought we'd have a bit of a, a change-up this week, a little oh. uh, There is a reason, there is a reason, so it's not going to necessarily be the same every week. Yes. Um, but yeah, Surface Lizard has, has actually done as a piece this week, he's, he's back on form. Yay! In a way, so he had time to do one. Yeah. And it, it is a little bit sort of controversial. A little, Uh-oh. A little bit. So I thought what we'd do, we'd sort of play him now and, and have a bit of a discussion about what he has to say. What are, you, are people going to be feeling like this when they hear it? Oh, it's on! No, 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 it's not on. Oh, it's on, all right. And maybe a little bit. Some people, some people. I'm, I don't necessarily feel that way, yeah. you know, because as, as always, I do try and be objective, yeah. you know, and not, not let personal feelings, you know, get into stuff. Consider the thing logically as much as possible. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so I thought we'd, we'd play him now, and then I'd, I'd like to see what you think, first of all, and, and get your take on what he has to say. So, uh, okay. yeah, let's play that. Yeah, would. Play the wrong thing, yeah. yeah. Okay. Grief and misery, aims and woes, debts and taxes, and so it goes. Life gets tasteless, don't it? Hello, darlings. Surface does it here once again. This week it's time to celebrate... An auspicious anniversary. And no, I don't mean the tragic death of John Lennon, nor do I mean the curious mythological birth of some convenient godman in a manger 2,000 years ago, if you buy into that kind of thing. I'm talking about the fact that in the UK, it's been five years since the release of the humble Xbox 360. 
with a heavy sigh, Surface Lizard celebrates the Xbox 360. The great PS3 evangelist has been humbled. Next on the agenda, world peace and the death of Katie Price. Which leads us to this. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Mr. President. Happy birthday to you. Yeah, you were probably expecting me to edit out Mr. President with some hilarious Pee Wee Herman robot voice, but I really am that lazy. So, five years ago, since the Xbox 360 was released in the UK, and where are we now? Let me tell you something interesting. In terms of the names, the derived names for types of anniversaries, the fifth anniversary is the wooden anniversary. This is incredibly apropos for one reason. Think it through. Wood comes from trees. Trees have rings, and the Xbox 360 has its own red rings of death. You can see what I did there. Oh, yeah. Some people are born for comedy, but not me. I was caught unaware by the 360, because I really had no expectations whatsoever. At that point, I was a happy boy, well, man, with my PS2. I never owned an Xbox, and the 360 was only really going to be a next-gen fill-in until the all-conquering noir PS3 arrived. But that didn't quite go to plan when Microsoft moved in and made some of that territory indelibly their own. 8am on a cold December morning, there I was stood outside game waiting for my pre-ordered console amongst a whole gloomy deluge of greasy-haired, spotty, antisocial deviants. I had no desire to be there. One of them smelled of something that was either urine or some other horrible soil. I grabbed my 360 with copy of Condemned and Call of Duty 2 and got myself the hell home with my beige, bulging box of delights. One of the most interesting things about the history of the Xbox 360 is that Microsoft were watching every single penny, and that console very nearly came out with 256 meg of RAM, a mere 256. In fact, there were some interesting uh, images of Gears of War running on 256 of RAM, and it looks absolutely atrocious. So we can thank the great self-promoter Cliffy B for he single-handedly turned around Microsoft's decision and showed us what Gears of War would look like with a full half gig of RAM. Thanks, Cliffy. You may be a narcissistic phallus, but you've saved Microsoft. Partially. It's fair to say it wasn't exactly the smoothest of launches in terms of stock shortages and many people having to wait till the next March for their release. And let's be honest, it was even featured on Watchdog. There were some fairly sincere hardware problems. I personally am now on my third Xbox 360 after my first two dying within about the first 14 months. And Microsoft's wonderfully courteous and polite sarcasm. Customer service in Bulgaria or Belgrade refusing to help me and then cutting me off when I used gynecological words to them, which was probably a bit harsh. I'm very sorry if you're listening, Gustav or whatever your name was. Of course, since that time, Nintendo's lovely, fluffy, family-friendly Wii has blundered in and almost weed upon the competition, with unit sales colossally high, 
and that family-friendly joy. But the 360's hardly been consigned to the cupboard of shame like a disgraced uncle after too many showies at a Christmas party. It was a medium dominated by the two heavy hitters, Sony and Nintendo. Xbox, the new kid, swaggered in with just that right edge of John Travolta call and has proven itself time and again with a superbly marketed concoction of potent exclusives, wonderful marketing muscle, and a perfectly integrated social and online system that even now, Sony still need to learn from. Come on, Sony, cross-game chat, is it really that difficult? Apparently so. So, my cyclopean friend with that glowing green eye isn't going anywhere. With around 12 million paid gold subscribers to Xbox Live, it's a very significant revenue stream for Microsoft, and we can only hope that at least some of it is going back into R&D for the new Xbox, and not just tissues for Nadia Nelson to jack himself off into when listening to his own podcast. In the way that the word Nintendo became synonymous with games in the 80s and 90s, you could argue now that 360 has become the golden copper turn for gaming in this new generation, with a confused start, multiple launch systems, a fan that frankly blows harder than an aspiring porn starlet, and the rather ignominious failure of HD DVD. But the 360 remains unscathed, and they even got rid of Cream as their launch cover. The 360 was the first console to give us entry-level, high-end gaming, comparable with PCs at the time, high-def visuals, a very well-integrated social system, and most importantly for some of the anal retentives out there, the achievement system. I'm not going to bother debating the point of achievements. I put a piece up for the site on this, but more importantly, do you remember your first achievement? Mine was on Condemned, the Chapter 1 Bronze Bird Award, 10G. When it popped up, I had absolutely no idea what the hell it was. I've had some great times with the 360. Deadly Premonition alone was worth me buying another console for. But I can't help but feel that the console is getting a bit lost in its own woods that it's created. It doesn't quite know now what it wants to be. It's trying to be a brand that fits everything, which is the whole family, hardcore, connected gamer. And if you end up trying to blur too many lines, you end up with a very distorted watercolour image, where once you had something very clear. Microsoft have their core audience established. Connect is a very brave and potentially risky move. The whole slew of Christmas impulse purchases might shift the units, but if the software isn't forthcoming, eBay will be booming with them used in the coming months. Microsoft have the advantage of recognition, a very good entry price point, and some incredibly good online developers who are exclusively tied into the 360. The 360 doesn't need to shift. Sony are already proclaiming a 10-year plan for the PS3, and whilst the 360 technologically has reached the point where devs can only do with it so much, the next few years, I think, are going to be full of emergent surprises. It might be via live arcade or the nascent indie scene, but it's still going to be a console that is going to kick out the legs from gaming. I'm loath to admit it, but the 360 model understands community at the minute far better than Sony. PlayStation Home? Yep, nice looking chat room. Well done, Sony. A console is only ever as good as the memories that you take away from it. And for me, the 360 has some powerful ones. The opening moments of freedom and oblivion, the brilliance of Mass Effect, seeing Gears of War in action for the first time, those will indelibly be with me till the end of my days, whenever they may come. The 360 is a juggernaut, and Microsoft have done brilliant things with it. 
But the one thing I wish Microsoft would do is put some of that vast reserve of money back into original IP. Microsoft, you really don't have to go around like some spoilt child buying up timed DLC exclusive just to somehow get the jump on your competitors. A lot of gamers don't care about DLC, but they do care about new ideas in games. 360, I salute you. Now, as we're entering that special time of the year, I have one thing I need to add. Every idiot who goes about with Merry Christmas on his lips should be boiled in his own pudding and buried with a stake of holly through his heart. Happy pagan solstice yuletide, you bunch of classy fuckers. I hope you get everything you want under your tree, be it real or artificial. Personally, I'm hoping for Nigella Lawson, or maybe just her head. I could put her mouth to good use. Oh, those voluptuous lips. Fedding that, a pack of fruit shortcake. Service Lizard, signing out. Be seeing you. End of line. There you go. What do you, what do you think of that one? What do you think? All right, first of all, I don't want to hear about he's lazy. We demand peewee edits. He yeah, I was about... expecting at least at least some digital voice, you know, edited in the... <laughs> or even him. Even him. Happy birthday. Xbox. Yeah, if I could do that birthday song for Chinny, he could do that one for the 360. Definitely. But it was nice. Marilyn Monroe has a very nice voice. It's cute. I also like the part where he's... Because he does have a very good deadpan. So it's hard to tell sometimes that he's joking. So when he makes a joke and then he goes, sarcasm. That's a nice touch because it does help us figure it out. So what did you think of what he had to say, though? That's what I want. Let's well, get you know, the, the things... The things that they had to say, it really made me, you know, his whole thing about the Xbox 360, there have been a lot of games that have come out for it, and a lot of exclusives specifically. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I don't know. I was thinking about some of the exclusives, and I think that the exclusives have really been a good thing that Microsoft has done. You might say that it's given the company sort of a, a halo over its head. And uh, the 360, okay. in fact, is so much fun, it can even make deceased bread do karaoke. That's right. It makes dead rye sing. That's just terrible. That, that, that is really well, bad. I, I'm sorry, but you know what? I'm here to tell a story, and that would make a good story, don't you think? And it would make a good fable, too. God. And uh, the Xbox 360 is preferred by 9 out of 10 choosy gamers. 10 choosy? Yeah, I get it. The 360 it. is so addictive, it makes me put my crack down and pick up the controller, and I, I could play it for 99 nights. And even those people who, after a Christmas dinner, are full auto play some games on the Xbox 360, you know. Do you know what? As this for myself... Is, sorry, no, no, no. This is a reason that you shouldn't have an English teacher on a podcast, isn't it, about games? <laughs> As for myself, I sometimes will play the 360 just to fire one bullet, which is lots of fun. But the first time I ever played an Xbox 360 was when I was volunteering in a mental hospital. I was working with a line of beds of people who actually weren't mentally disturbed in any way. They referred to it as Sane's Row because the people were all sane. So it was like Sane's Row. And uh, funnily enough, I was given my 360 by my Scottish uncle who used to order people to collect gruesome souvenirs on the battlefield, like cutting things off of people's heads. He used to yell out, Get ears at war! And that, that was something that he used to say. Yeah, and, uh, I really don't know how to respond to any of that. Well, you know, most film tie-in games are really bad, but I did like the tie-in games that were exclusives for the 360. For those films about human liquid waste, you know, you're in the movies. Uh, those were good. Odd. 
And I must say that I love to see my friend Alan wake up and start playing his Xbox 360. That's a lot of fun. Uh, and I also like to buy Xbox 360 games for my oddly named nephews uh, for Z, for Zoo, and for Za. Because Za is the one who really loves Forza. Uh, did you know that Martin Sheen did a cameo in Mass Effect 2? It was a is, short... is this going on much longer? <laughs> Three more. Oh my god. <laughs> One 360 game reminds me of the instructions that my friend Ray used to get from his vocal coach while practicing a song named for Batman's hometown. He, the vocal coach used to say, Project Gotham, Ray, sing! Did I tell you I was ill? Did I mention that I wasn't very well? <laughs> that same vocal coach used to give the same instructions when Ray was practicing the song about snacks left on the edge of the window. He used to say, Project Sill, feed! Uh, but in all seriousness, I must say that the Xbox 360 sort of reminds me in some ways of the bullets that were to be used in advance of my deceased friend, Lee. Yeah, it was, it's kind of a dead Lee pre-munition. So that's oh what I think God. about the Xbox 360. Thank God that's over. <laughs> I love you, man. I really do. But Jesus Christ. Hey, that took me a half an hour to come up you with really, You really have too much time on your hands. You really do. I absolutely 100% disagree. Yeah, yeah I'm whatever. Glad you liked it. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, see? Cool people like that. Um, but I've got to say, I've got to say, right, as much as I love Surface Lizard, and I love the guy, I really do, but yes, I still, I still felt listening to it. You know, even though he was doing a uh, five years of the Xbox, like the the fanboy inside him was still sneaking out every 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 now and again. Don't you think? It's sort of like this has been five years of this great machine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ringed and yeah. I mean, whatever. Like, I I think that he's got some love for it, but it's clear that he loves this PS3. He does. He does so much. So so much. So we must mention this that he bought blops on the PS3. When the majority of people on the forums and you know, around the veteran gamers bought it on the 360, but he was adamant, he was, you know, die hard to the end that he was going to get it on the PS3, and he did. He did. So we <laughs> Now, the, the one thing I really didn't agree with, the one thing I didn't agree with, was when he was uh, talking about uh, timed exclusives and exclusive DLC and stuff like that on yeah. the 360, because I'll tell you what. The PS3 has had its fair share of that sort of stuff as well. It certainly has. You know, and, and I didn't really quite agree with him on that, and I couldn't, I couldn't. And I was listening to it, and I was like, oh, that's big. What was he saying? It was an Xbox-only thing? Yeah, it was a timed, timed exclusive. So yeah. he was saying, you know, it wasn't really even an exclusive, but, you know, we've had lots of stuff like that, didn't we? we but had, you know what? I mean, We in had a the way. special PS3 Joker pack, didn't we, for Batman Arkham Asylum yeah, on the PS3? So we, we've had a few of those on the PS3 yeah. as well. Eh, I I don't know. I don't get too worked up about that. I mean, you know. No, like, no, I wasn't. I wasn't particularly. Well, no, no. I mean, I'm just saying. No, just in terms of like timed exclusives in general. I don't mean what he was saying, but um, yeah, like Chinny said, for me, it's about you know, I play a lot of games on the 360 because I know that more people are going to be on it, and I'll have a more social and experience with it. So. I mean, uh-huh. he, he did begrudgingly say that, didn't he? You know, yeah, he, he it did, did feel it did feel like he was saying it through very gritted teeth. Uh-huh. Well, you know, he put his jabs in where they needed to be in. He did, he did. It's all good. But we love him. We love him. Yeah. But he does, he does bring me on to something that I wanted to sort of discuss. Go ahead, let's discuss it now. Let's, let's talk a little bit about exclusives. we got some time. Uh, yeah, do, do you think they still matter? You know, do we still need them? Because, you know, when we've had the sorts of games like, you know, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, uh, Red Dead Redemption, you know, which are all multi-platform this year that have been really top-notch games, do, we, do they still need the exclusives? 
Well, does who need them? That's the question for me. Oh, Sony and Microsoft. Do they still need them? Do they still need them? I suppose – I don't know. The way I see it, I don't know that people are going to – I mean, you know, Chad Warden would say – Chad Warden. Chad Warden. Uh, that the P- Xbox ain't got games. But it's stupid because of all the games you can get, the vast majority are available for either platform. So – uh, it seems like somebody deciding which system to get is not going to be looking at exclusives as a big factor in that decision. From what I can tell, I mean, I hear my students talking about it, and and from their perspective, it's more about like what their friends have and uh, you know what else it can do. The Blu-ray thing is a big deal for some people, so yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't that, really was, other, that was the other interesting comment he made because he said, you know, it's like the Xbox is trying to do everything for everyone, and you know, like yeah, what's well, the PS3 tagline? <laughs> it only does. It only does everything. It only does everything. Right. It only does everything. Well, I had a friend who bought the HD DVD player for the Xbox when it came out, and I was just like, "You really want to put your cards on that horse right now?" And he was like, "Yeah, it's gonna be awesome." And I was like, "I don't know." Well, I, I now, have of course, a he has a huge, expensive paperweight. So I have a confession. I have one of those as well. Really? Yeah. Do you know? Well, interestingly, interestingly. Sorry to hear, dude. <laughs> I, I've got another confession as well. Oh boy! Have you bought two? No, 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 no. But sort of, you know, back in the day, you know, maybe four or five years ago, I was a, I was a bit of a 360 fanboy myself. Really? I was, yeah. No, I used to, you know, troll all the stories, you know, regarding, you know, why the, the 360 was going to be better, why HDVD was going to win over Blu-ray and all that sort of stuff. You know, and I used to post many stories up at the forums I used to go on regarding that very subject. Wow. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, back in the day, I was, I was. So I have got a confession there. All um right. But then I get off your chest. Yeah, no, but then I sort of realized that, you know, it's not about who's got what, it's about just the games, isn't it? It's true. It's about having fun. That's what it's supposed to be about. You know, and the unfortunate thing is to play all the, the games, you know, because of exclusives and whatnot, we have to have both of them. Well, yeah, that's the downside for us as the consumer is that if we really want to get I mean, you know, Uncharted Two is really a good experience. Infamous is a really good video game. So I feel like – I mean I got my PS3 mostly because I was sick of giving Microsoft my money when my Xbox kept red ringing. So I was sort of bought it out of spite. But I also wanted something to play while my Xbox was getting fixed. But in the long run, like I, you know, if somebody asks me which one should I get, I can't – I don't know if I can recommend the PS3 very strongly. Although if somebody were to ask like for instance – if somebody were going to get one as a gift – and they were like, what game should I get? I could give them some ideas. So well, if anybody well, is going to get one as a gift, then let me know and I'll help well, you out. Well, interestingly, you might have to that, answer that very question a bit later on. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, no, you're, you're going to yeah, you're gonna have to answer that very question. Okay. Interesting. How funny is that? Uh, but I, I quite often at work do get asked sort of which, which console should somebody go for. Are you like the game guru? Like, I don't know. A you should ask Stu. He's the one who knows about A little stuff. bit. He does, he does invade my work life quite a bit, unfortunately, uh, because people know I play games. And well, it's like being in school. Students are always asking for my gamer tag. Like, yeah. Shut up, go. There's a guy called Andy uh, at Exton where I work, and he – incessantly comes to me and sort of talks about every game he's playing. You know, as soon yeah. as he sees me, he makes a little beeline for me, bless him. See, because he probably doesn't have too many people he can talk about it with. Yeah. So he always comes and talks to me. He's a massive Trials HD fan, absolutely loves that game. Uh-huh. You know, he loves, loves Oblivion, you know, loves yeah. all the big RPGs, you know, plays them for hours and hours and hours. He's mm. pretty mental. Is um, Trials HD an exclusive for the Xbox? Are the summer games? Yeah, summer Trials, arcade H- games Trials all exclusive? HD was exclusive, yeah. Mostly the summer of arcade games, apart from, obviously, Lara Croft. Yeah, yeah. Lara Croft wasn't. 
That's uh, interesting because I don't usually think about arcade games as being exclusive. Limbo no, was exclusive. Oh, no, there's quite a few. Limbo was obviously exclusive. Yeah. You know, okay. so a few of them are. And then, and then the same applies to the PSN. You know, we still Yeah, like, they do. They're right, the Fat Princess and stuff. And Flower and Fat Princess. Right. Uh, See, so. and I think that's a better way for them to go about exclusivity is that, you know, first of all, PS, you know, and Xbox can do this too. You know, games from the earlier platforms, they can bring those back. And those are good for some, you know, sort of retro reminiscing, whatever. And the smaller games, I think, is a chance for them to be. I don't know. It seems like it's less of a gamble, you know. If a if a developer wants to do an exclusive, you know, an Alan Wake or whatever it is, that's sort of a big investment, and the the company has to get a big kickback from Microsoft to make it worth their while. I mean, that's, I mean, that's a problem now. You know, we've talked about the cost of developing games before, and you know, some of the AAA titles are you know clocking up a hundred million dollars now you know yeah, and sort yeah. of coming into movie territory you know right. for for budgets on these things and yeah. you know ultimately unless they're getting some sort of huge kickback from microsoft or, or sony or whatever sony in the case of uncharted 3 i guess yeah they've got they've got to be worth the while you know because you know alan wake unfortunately as great a game as that was it just didn't sell it didn't yeah. really move the units it, it necessarily yeah. needed to and it's a shame you know it's a yeah. shame whereas heavy rain on the flip side of it you know, managed to shift about one and a half, two million at yeah. the end of it all. You know, and, and that was, to me, that was totally down to marketing, you know, and the way it was mm-hmm. marketed and it was on primetime telly, you know, yeah. and it was this really cool looking, interesting thing where there's some guy holding up a liquor store and, mm-hmm. you know, Alan Wake got none of that stuff. Yeah. And we didn't see any of that stuff. And I think Alan Wake had more of the emphasis on like mystery and bizarre stuff going on and Heavy Rain was more like, this is something you can all relate to. It's trying to recreate the real world. And the game mechanic was all about like normal actions that everybody takes, whereas with Alan Wake, it's about you know strange creatures and you shine lights and stuff. And it was trying to set up that like you know people want to know what's going on rather than they want to know what's happening in the story. I think what was also cool about the way you know that Heavy Rain was marketed as well was it, it, it did do. I mean, one of the adverts was quite interesting, although you know when we actually played the game, it probably wasn't quite as accurate as, <laughs> as it was portrayed, but it, it showed, you know, Ethan, you know, the main character, yeah, yeah. you know, starting off at the same point, but going on all these different directions. Right, right. You know, so it sort gave you that. Closing doors type of thing. Yeah, so it gave that sort of, you know, this this really is up to you, you know, mm-hmm. what happens in your game, because if you play sure. it in a certain way, you yeah. know, it's going to be different to what someone else plays. And, you know, as much as we sort of, you know, you, you obviously hated the game. <laughs> um, but, but no, but I mean, I respect the fact that they did give that a shot and they did, you know, put work into making it like that. Yeah, but that aside, that aside, you know, it, it did sort of do some interesting stuff. And, it, you know, as flawed as it was, yes. you know, it was still interesting. And I think it still pushed some boundaries. And I still would like to see more games made like that, but just made better. Yeah, I and I think I think it was a landmark game in that that respect that it did sure. push the boundaries, you know, of what a game can be, okay. you know. And I think I think that's quite interesting. Um, do you know what else is exclusive? Little Big Planet. Yeah, Little Big Planet, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but the HD remakes are all exclusive to Sony. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, God oh, of War. Know, God of War. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, we've got Ico. Shadow of the Colossus. You know, I'm trying not to get too excited because I haven't seen anything definite aside from like... Oh, no, no, it's definitely... No, 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 no. It's definitely uh, it's definitely agreed and everything because... I don't have a release date, though. No, no, we have got a release date. Uh, we have, it's on we the end of the trailer. No, it's on the end of the trailer. Wow. So it's all there. 
I'm so just, I'm trying not to get ahead of myself. Don't panic yourself too much. Don't panic. He's definitely, he's hey, definitely no. coming out. Um, but you know what else they've just announced he's coming out? Well, not announced, should I say, but Amazon on their behalf have announced because we know what Sony's like holding the water. Yeah, we do. Uh, yeah, the, yeah, because we had obviously the Prince of Persia, uh, Prince of Persia trilogy as well. Oh, yeah. Because we had that. I've, I've actually yeah. got that on my little film list, so that's maybe coming at some point. Uh, and I've got Castlevania on the way. If the, if oh, the huh? yeah, if the post ever gets its arse in gear in this mm-hmm. country with all the snow and whatnot. Um, but yeah, they've just been announced via Amazon listing it. Um, yeah, the Tomb Raider trilogy. Oh wow! Is it like HD? So what that? would you what would you think if you were thinking Tomb Raider trilogy in HD? What games do you think it would be? Uh. Tomb Raider 1, Tomb yeah. Raider 2, yeah. Tomb Raider 3, I don't know. I never yeah. played much Tomb yeah, Raider. Yeah, you would, wouldn't you? That's, that's definitely what you <laughs> Is would. Is that not it? Yeah, you would definitely think that, wouldn't you? And go, oh, yeah, they're going to... But then when you think about it, we've already had a Tomb Raider 1 remake, haven't we? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, well, because what did we have? you remember? Uh, I don't remember what it was called. Remember? Revelations or... Not Revelations. Resurrection. Not Resurrection. Reborn. I don't know. Yeah, Anniversary. Do you remember? Anniversary, right. Tomb Raider Anniversary. But there was one that was R or something. There was, there was indeed, yeah, there was, I yeah, there was Tomb Raider, Revo- was it Revolutions? I don't it was even Revolutions. know, I can't keep track of all that Tomb Raider stuff. But yeah, it, here we go, so yeah, what we've got though is Tomb Raider Anniversary. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, weird. Uh, Tomb Raider Legend. Really? And Tomb Raider Underworld. Well, that wasn't so long ago, what the No, heck? all three of those were already in HD. Yeah. On the three wow, that's weird. They're just so, trying to recycle more recent stuff. Yeah, that to me is Weak. is not. Yeah, you know what? That's just to me an absolute farce. It's that's really taking the piss, in my opinion. That's like the Wolfenstein 3D thing they did, where it's just like, here's the game again. Yeah, I mean, but that you almost accept because that's just the way it is. You know, that's yeah. just how it is—a downloadable game. But they're, they're going to be obviously selling this as a, you know, as a disc game yeah. that you go out and buy. And, and, and then it's got like it's new, is remastered or whatever. And it's, yeah, and they're not really. Because yeah. Anniversary and Underworld, that, I mean, the whole point of Anniversary was a rehashed version of, Play, yeah. you know, the PlayStation 1 original. And right. I would have much preferred to see the original PlayStation 1 with a bit of up and, you know, smoother controls and stuff. That's what I would have liked to have seen. Yeah. Yeah, it's just weird. So that's weird. That's pretty weird. So, I mean, and I think the whole point of this is that obviously Anniversary and Legend never made it onto the PS3. Yeah. You know, so they never, they never got there. But this, it's, it's almost, to me, sort of bad marketing. You know, this isn't really true sort of thing. Well, and it's, yeah. you know, it's about spinning things in order to make more money. And, you know, most companies do that in some way or another. You know, so. I could see some of the original Silent Hill games, you know. Or, yeah, there's a lot of stuff they could Yeah, be or some of the Snake games, you know, some of the, you know, Metal Gear Solid games making it on there. I wouldn't mind seeing the Ratchet and Clank stuff redone. Yeah, the original, that's you know, the early stuff. Ratchet and Clank games. You know, there's, yeah. there's a lot of games that would, you know, apply to this HD up-resed versions of games, yeah. but Tomb Raider, definitely not. So I guess not. I couldn't be less interested, to be honest. So there you go. Yep. And we've talked about it way too long. No. It's, not too it's all good. So yeah, I mean, exclusives, yeah. I guess no matter what happens, we're always going to get them. We're always going to. We are. I mean, it's 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 one way that they have of, you know, it's, it's a crapshoot, but I think it's something that people kind of expect and that they think will be a way for them to hang on to more market share. Yeah, so, and, uh, I mean, something like Kinect I can get, right? Because that's obviously right. going to sell consoles for them. Yeah. And to a certain extent, Halo does. You know, Halo yeah. does sell consoles, you it's know? True. 
It's true. Um, so I can see why they feel the need to do it, but from a worthwhile to the developer and, and obviously to the to the actual companies, you know, Sony and Microsoft, I'm still not 100% sure that it, it did do what they actually want them to do. I mean, if we look, as a good example, as a good example of, of, of the Lost and the Damned and, you know, Ballad mm-hmm. for Gay Tony... Yeah, you know, Ballad of Gay Tony on on the 360. Those they but you know reportedly paid was it fifty million dollars or something to something like that. Yeah, to Rockstar to have those exclusive and they yeah. just didn't sell. You know, they just didn't do what they were supposed to do. Yeah, you know. So well, I mean, and it's it's tough with DLC too. I mean, it seems like a lot for some DLC, but but then again, people think of GTA as being the juggernaut, which it is. But those I think are about the games, not necessarily the. DLC, because I think DLC for a lot of people is still sort of behind a curtain, and it's like eh, I got to go dig for it, whatever. I mean, that's I also, I, I mean, I also remember. They feel that way. I also remember from the early days how much of a big deal the the fanboys made out of the fact, you know, when something like GTA went to the 360, or yeah. you know, when the Metal Gear Solid game for the you know both platforms was sort of announced, and well, you know, people because- do get the knickers in a twist. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I think that has a lot to do with the fact that for, I mean, you know, most of the previous generations of consoles, you think about Nintendo and Genesis and, uh, you know, the N64 and all of most of those, every, most, almost all the games on those systems were exclusives. So it's only recently that we've had the idea of cross-platform games that are available. Because, uh, you know, you go back to Atari and Intellivision, there were no games that were the same. I mean, you get Pac-Man or something, but usually it was, you know, very, very different sets of games on either one. So that was a big deal. And now I think it's becoming less and less relevant as time goes on. I mean, I'm still quite surprised, in all honesty, that uh, Gears of War, you know, is still an exclusive because obviously Epic aren't an exclusive studio, you know, and it's only really that game that's obviously still exclusive to the 360. I'm always quite shocked, you know, and I guess as a surface lizard says, without... Cliffy B and Epic, you know, the 360 maybe wouldn't be the console it is now. Probably you know? not. I mean, I certainly, I mean, that, I've probably said this before, but that was the game that really made me go, wow, that's an impressive piece of console. But in so addition, like, to- you know, like you said about the, you know, up in the RAM. But I mean, yeah. it still, yeah. it still fascinates me that, you know, the 360 and the PS3 both only have half a gig of RAM. It's true. You know, when you look at some of the RAM, even on my wife's notebook, it's got two gigs of RAM. <laughs> my calculator has six I know, gigs of RAM. I know, and I, I really thought, what I, what I don't understand, and maybe you can sort of give your opinion on this, but why when they released a new version of the PS3 and a new version of the 360, did they not just put some extra RAM in it? Why didn't they do that? Well, I suppose, I mean, that would make sense to me from a business point of view. Yeah, because if you're going to aim for longevity and carrying on sort of, you know, upping the ante with the games that they're going to have, surely it would make some sense to do it. But I think there could be blowback if they did that because then some users would say, oh, now these games are coming out that require this extra RAM and I don't have it. That's a ripoff. You know, I feel cheated. I would feel cheated. I guess. Because that's one of the reasons PC gaming is so annoying. Is that as soon as the new hardware comes out, there are games that take advantage of it, and if you have hardware that's even a little old, suddenly you're out of the games market. No, but is it really that difficult to have, you know, a scaled down version and an up res version? You know, well, it shouldn't like, be, but they usually don't do that. Well, I mean, that's what I mean on the iPhone. That's you know definitely becoming prevalent now. Yeah, and there's and many, great. you know, there's many games on there that will not run on, you know, the the older iPod touches and iPhones. Yeah. And developers are like, whatever, we don't care. You know, well, we're going to make it the, the best possible. 
Yeah, and I think I think that phones have a much shorter shelf life. I mean, people I think think about consoles as being something that they're going to have and they they'll be able to have it for a while. Yeah, and I guess, I guess the cost of these games on the iPhone, you know, even Infinity yeah. it only cost three pound forty, right? You know, so they're not the most expensive games in the world ever. But when you talk about exclusives, I mean, you know, I realize that there's a world of gaming going on on the iPhone and the iPad Touch that, like, I'm just not at all aware of. And I, I feel a little jealous sometimes when I see people with those. I'm like, I'll bet there's some really cool games, and I, I know there's some cool games I'm missing. So, so have, you, have you never thought of asking Father Christmas for one, then? Eh, you know, I thought about it, but I, I just I don't think I would use it for anything other than gaming. And if there's one thing I don't need to spend more time on right now, it's video games. No, true enough, but, I mean, it does so many other things. You know, it is the best gadget I've ever bought, you know, with the internet connectivity. You know, the email is so easy on the yeah. Twitter, Facebook. Yeah. You know, all that stuff's on there. You know, movies, you can you can download VLC play, which will let you... I can't games. imagine. I mean, maybe an iPad, but I can't imagine watching a movie, an entire movie on that tiny little screen. I've done it. I've done no it. Okay. It's all relative. I've... You just get used to it. I guess I might, but eh. for now, I'm all right. What do you know? What do I know? What do you but know? But I'm the Mac fanboy. I've always been a Mac fanboy. Well, so you should be weird. living it, then. It's Apple. That's the thing. It's weird for me to not be on this train. The, the iPhone iPod Touch, iPad bandwagon. Yeah, exactly. Bandwagon, as it were. Okay, oh, well, what I thought we'd do now, again, I'm changing it up again. Can you oh, snap! It's formula. I know. craziness. I know. Twice, yeah. in, twice in one week. Um, I'm going to read out some emails because we've been given some topics to ponder off a couple of people. Consequences will never be the same. Oh, man, these changes are going to make some crazy consequences. I know, I know. All um, right. So, first of all, I do I do have to apologize. Uh-oh. Did you mess apologize. up again? I did. I don't... <laughs> You, you know done I mean. goofed. I done goofed. Yeah, I'm gonna have to call the cyber police on you. I know, I know. I'm the state police. No, no. Yeah, <laughs> the state police. I'm the cyber police, and uh, yeah, done goof. Um, but yes, uh, Jesse McConaughey. You know, I'll yeah, yeah, competition winner. You know, I wonder. That. I should send him that shirt one of these days. No, he did get it eventually. Oh, that's right. I did send it. You did send it. You did. Send Six it. years later. But he did send me an email on the 10th of December, and unfortunately, when I was looking through them all last week, I missed it. Oh, jeez. I have sent him an apology. I have sent well, him I hope apology. so. Send him another shirt. I know, I do, because we read all our emails out on this show, unlike some others I don't care to mention. Yeah, really? Overseas <laughs> <laughs> uh, connection. Yeah. Um, yeah, apparently, I know somebody, and I'm not going to mention any names, who sent them an email, and they didn't even know they got it. Didn't even know they died. Oh, jeez. Was it, it to the, the old address? email address? Because no, that happened to me. No, it was to the new address, apparently. Oh, jeez. Jenny, did y'all even get that email? <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. great. There you, there you go. go. And he, he, you know, he was saying, at least you always read yours out. So there you go. There you, there go. you go. There you go. Anyway, here we go. Here we go. Are you ready? Okay. Conahay, yes. Yeah, here we go. Hey, guys. Hey. Yeah, there you go. Hey, guys. Oh, hey, guy. Hey, guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess it's guys if it's me and you, but if I'm reading right. it, it's only you. Anyway. Yeah, whatever. That's just semantics. Here we go. Yeah. Or maybe it's me and... Yeah, would. There you go. Hey, guys. I was pondering something at work today. I wanted to get your opinions. Here we go. How do you guys feel about uh, betas uh, for consumers and or developers? The reason I ask is because of the recent news of Bizarre Creations possibly closing shop and how poorly Blur sold. I was in the beta for Blur, and as much as I enjoyed the game, I felt like I got my fill during the beta stage and didn't want to purchase it. 
I think betas are great for fixing bugs and testing server loads, but not for the cost of losing possible customers. Maybe I'm a little off on this. Just wanted your opinions. Keep up the great work, fellas, and loving the swag from the contest. Yes, a.k.a. Unified Theory 44, which I'm assuming is his 360 gamer tag or possibly PSN gamer tag. So go and type that in and uh, send him a message, friend request. Yeah. Yeah, Then it'll be like, yeah, all freaked out. Why are people sending me friend requests that I don't know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Unified Theory 44. Mm -hmm. There you go. So what do you think? So... That aren't betas, really betas anymore. Betas, whatever you call them. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. It's weird. Up until very recently, I always thought of betas as being something that you had to apply to be in. And, I mean, obviously that's still mostly true. But that it was this very, very small group of people that were chosen because they were willing to really put the program through its paces. And, like, hunt for bugs and, like, try to find ways to break it and give feedback that the company would then incorporate and it seems like betas have become this way of sort of you know blurring the line between demos and betas and it seems like a lot of times it's the alpha is where they do that bug i, not. I mean stuff. come on let's be honest here the majority of betas these days are just uh, marketing tools aren't they yeah they that's really what are. yeah they don't, they don't care they might test the servers a little bit you know right. push the boundaries see how many people they can get on before it starts to you know yeah. shake a little bit but on the whole, games from betas these days are not going to change when you get the product in your hand from the beta. No, and, I mean, in terms of the question about is it going to make us, you know, maybe we won't buy the game because we got our fill from the beta. I think it depends on the game. I think it depends on um, what what our expectations are when we go into it because I think in some cases the beta would be a thing where we're like, okay, I'm ready to get a taste of this, but... You know, if a game is good, then you know the short time you have won't satisfy that. I mean, I got—I mean, quite a while ago, and I was probably about a year ago. I got into the Huxley uh, beta on the PC. What? Do you remember Huxley? No. Nope. Many years ago, Huxley—it was sort of an MMO online shooter. You huh. know, a first-person shooter MMO that was at one time supposedly coming to the 360 and the PS3. Uh oh. But it didn't. It never did, no. It, ne- it never actually oh, made it. Um, but when I got into that beta, they had to test all your, obviously, PC requirements to make sure that it would run. Um, then they, they would send you an email every week asking how your games had been, what sort of things had happened, were there any bugs, yeah. There's a responsibility, there's a role that you play. But yeah, it was weekly emails, though, that you had to answer, otherwise they kick you out of the beta. There you go. You know, and that to me is a is a proper beta. Now, as it happened, due to my uh, graphics card uh, giving up the ghost, it wouldn't obviously run. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had to send him an email saying, you know, I'm really really sorry, but I can't, I can't play the game because my graphics card's giving up the ghost. Um, yeah. But yeah, I did play it a little bit, but it was just blocky and not really very good for me because it just. But it, it existed. That's the thing as well, because most people think this is vaporware. Yeah. You know that you're never ever going to see. And and to be honest, I haven't heard anything since that to be honest but it did exist because i did actually have the the beta on my pc and actually played a little bit of it It, very badly it has to be said Mm. you know but i did actually play it so it did exist it did exist Uh, but stuff like modern warfare for instance when that was you know came out i mean and and the other thing is you know a lot of these betas are just so that you know websites can give away keys for them aren't they oh sure yeah and to sell i mean isn't some news about 
Gears of War 3 beta coming up soon? Yes, I, I've got that news in, in oh, our snap. show notes for this week. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's going to be included with Bullet Storm. Uh huh. It's going to be included when you so if you buy Bullet Storm, you'll get a Gears of War 3 beta key. With so it. again, like the the whole thing with Crackdown, wasn't it with Halo 3? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Halo this Re- thing is like, and- yeah, it's like you said, it's marketing. It's a way to say like. You taste this if you get this, and then it sells the first thing. Well, it does, but I always worry. I mean, Crackdown was a good example because I really loved the original Crackdown. Yeah, it was a good and, game. And I thought, unfortunately, by including the Halo Reach uh, beta key in that, I felt that it demeaned the game a little bit to a certain Halo 3. Extent. Yeah, sort of. Halo 3, yeah. Sorry. Halo 3 beta key, that is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that would be amazing. Here's yeah, and Halo Reach. But Halo Reach, was, uh, was that not included somewhere along the way, wasn't it? That was included with... Um, the other oh, Halo game. ODST? ODST, yeah, you got yeah, yeah, yeah. that from there, didn't you? Mm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just, I felt like it demeaned the game because it sort of almost was saying, you know, yeah. without this, this game won't sell. And to a certain extent, maybe it wouldn't because it was a new IP. Nobody really knew about it. Yeah. Uh, but I worry about sort of Bullet Storm in the same way because I really like Bullet Storm. It becomes a wrapping for what you're really looking to get, which is the Gears of War beta. Yeah, and I, I worry that people will just buy it for that but maybe won't play Bully Song because I know a lot of people who who bought uh, you know Crackdown just for the beta key and never actually played Crackdown mm. they just bought it and then traded it in yeah. so they, ne- they never actually you know did it they just got it just purely for the key you and know their loss and again that game did not change one iota you know to when yeah. it actually shit you know because right. most of the time they release these things maybe what three or four months before the game's releasing yeah, it's true. You know, and the chances and are... And it seems like they've got more firm deadlines for when a game has to go out than they used to have in the past, or at least at the point where they were doing beta testing in the past, so that it was, you know, just sort of putting the last little parts of it on. Now, if there's a major flaw, if there's a huge bug, forget it. They don't have time to fix it. Yeah, I mean, and to, and to go back to his point about, you know, does it prevent people from buying the game because they've had the fill playing yeah. the beta... I guess with something like Blur, that may well be the case. Yeah, it might. And I mean, I don't know. Blur was all about ranking up and it had to do with, you know, experiencing playing with your friends and stuff. And I don't know. I mean, what they tend to do in these sorts of things, they actually limit how far you can get up, don't they? So yeah, they actually, right. Yeah, reduce exactly. the amount of ranking up you can do. I mean, if they did a yeah Black Ops beta where it was like, yeah, you can't go past level 20. Yeah. Well, that wouldn't be enough. But more. that makes sense, though, doesn't it? Because then, you know, you, you're still going to buy the full game, and maybe Blur just gave too much. You yeah. know, maybe gave too much in the beta. Yeah. You know, I got the demo, you know, when that came out, and the demo did give you a lot of stuff. It really know? did. Yeah, it let you do a lot of the stuff in the game in the demo. No doubt. And and I guess maybe that is it. That is a potential issue. It's a tough balance, I'm sure, to strike because you want, you know, you don't want people. I mean, you know, I, I disagree with him, but respectfully, you know, Dave Dog felt like the demo of Decay didn't give enough. So you don't want to give too little, but you also don't want to give too much, and so it's a balancing act. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. I think it is, it is about sort of just giving you enough to give you a taster. But to me, I think Decay did that really well because I just wanted to know what was on the other side of the door. Right, right. You know, as soon as I got the door unlocked, and then it went, "Huh, oh, that's the end of the demo." I was like, "No, I, actually, I want to know what's beyond well, the door." There we go. Yeah. Chinny, what do you think? Do you agree that it's about a balancing act? I absolutely, one hundred percent disagree. You disagree, really? So you Always don't think that. that people who make betas have to be careful about how much they release? <laughs> no. 
Wow. So he's you think they should just like release? He? he is. He's really yeah. argumentative. So you think, Chinny, let me get this straight. You think they should just release the whole game and say it's a beta? Yeah. That's a really stupid position for you to take. I'm sorry. Yeah, he's whatever. like that. He's like that all the time. Yeah. See, whatever, even whatever at the end. Yeah. Yeah. What's yeah. he like? What's he like? Okay, moving on. Next email. We've got another one. Yeah. This is another debating type email as well. We've had. Oh, snap. I'm ready. Topic. Oh, snap. Oh, go. it's on. So, hello. Hello, VG. Hello. You see, you're rubbish at this. You meant to say hello straight away. Let's try that again. Hello. Here we go. Here we go. Hello, VG. Hello. That's much better. Okay. I'm not sure if you remember, but I sent you an email about four months ago saying that I have the Xbox original and I'm looking to upgrade to the next gen. And that I love playing video games, but not that good at them. I do, I do remember this. I do remember this. And you said to get a 360. Well, that hasn't happened. I don't think uh, we did say that. I think we just gave him the good and bad points about each console, but yes. obviously he took that as a 360 for whatever reason, best known to himself. Uh, but that hasn't happened. But his girlfriend has bought him the PS Triple for Christmas. PS Triple. Yeah. He's got the 320 gig, FIFA 11, and Gran Turismo 5, and Infamous, in a bundle. FIFA. 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 Yeah. FIFA. Anyway, uh, so to my question, uh, should I buy games that first came out at the beginning of the PS Triple's life, like Bioshock 1, or go straight into the new games? Either way, what games would you recommend to ease my way into the experience? Cheers, lads, and keep up the good work. Uh, oh, by the way, PS... More Chad, please. There you go. So he's a, a pro, yeah, pro Chad. Yes. Pro Chad. Um, um, because yeah, Chinny's here, we don't want to. Yeah, let me let me give him a first bit of advice. So I've got yes. some advice to start off with before we even talk about any sort of games, <laughs> any sort of games. And and if he feels that he isn't very good at games, which obviously he said that, not very good at them. You know, don't be ashamed to put it on easy. That's what my first bit of advice would be. Yes. You know, don't go, oh, I can't play it on easy because that makes me a bit of a coward or I'm a bit of a Who dude. cares what other people no think about cares. how you play like, your I've game, I've done it, man. and I've, I know that Duke's done it on many games. Yeah. You know, That's don't be ashamed cool. to play it on, to get that experience, enjoy the game, stick it yeah. on easy. It's about, again, it's about fun, and if you're not having fun with a game because it's too hard, I mean, whatever, who cares? If you play it on easy, noob. Yeah. I'm getting sick of that with COD, too. People, you, you use this different gun or this different perk, it makes you a noob. Shut up! That cyberbullying really is a problem, isn't it? Yeah, well. cyberbullying. It's terrible. Terrible. Yep. Um, but Infamous, good game. Good game. We like that. Yes, like that. Infamous is great. Did he say Bioshock 1 was a game that came out early in the PS? It did. It did. It was about a year after the uh, the 360 version came out. They really did that? I didn't know they did that. Yeah, they really, really did that. I'm so out of it. Yeah, it was ported to I'm the PS3. I'm on video game news. Yeah. yeah. I okay. mean, so I thought um, we'd talk about oh, something in the back catalog. Yeah, you should play Bioshock. You should definitely play Bioshock. You know, and as, as far as I can remember, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a terrible port or anything because unfortunately in the early days of the PS3, um, they did do a few ports from 360 and didn't necessarily do them that well. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. No, but from what I remember, Bioshock wasn't one of those. Yeah. So you, you should be absolutely fine uh, with Bioshock. Uh, but yeah, yeah definitely. Definitely play that. So I thought what we do is talk about a few of the games, you know, back in the day, the early days of the PS3. Back uh, you know, in the day and, when I was young and not a yeah, kid. And, and maybe some to avoid. You know, I thought we'd tell mm-hmm. them a few games uh, to avoid there. And I'll tell and, you, I had a... Sorry, I'll say... Well, no, you go for it. Go for it. Okay, well, I had a student who... We were, I don't remember what we were talking about. Something in class. And we ended up getting on very difficult video games. And, 
This one girl goes, have you played Demon's Souls? I was like, no, but I've heard about it. She goes, it's impossible. Who would play that game? Yeah. Like, My friend Steve. It isn't. No, do you know? Do you know? Interesting. I was going to mention Demon's Souls. <laughs> let's do, let's talk about it now. Yeah. As, as one of those, you know, that, that maybe you should. But maybe it's not the game for him, is it? You it's know, not the game he, for everyone. And especially you know, and it's not very good. Exactly. Exactly. You know, the easy is, on that game is probably yeah. a medium on most I think, other games. I think... For the definite, the hardcore player who wants a major, major challenge. Yeah. Although I believe now I, I will mention this later. I will mention this later. But there is there is a game that is coming out that's potentially going to be harder uh, oh, than Demon Souls. There is, but Demon's only Souls two. No, but only on a particular setting. So it's oh, not geez. it's not in itself hard. Although I imagine it probably. Oh, I heard about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I would imagine it probably will be. But right. um. But yeah, the, you know, potentially, potentially, you know, it may it may well supersede it from what I yeah. from what I can gather. Okay, so PS3 games. Okay, let's let's start with some early stuff. Early okay, stuff. Uh, Killzone. I never played the first Kills. Killzone Two is a good game. I would recommend well, Kill, Killzone. Killzone was on the uh, the original PS2. It was never. Right, but Killzone never... Two was was an early one. And that was good. Early, she was super early. early. I mean, the early ones and the ones obviously a couple of the ones to avoid uh, was Lure. Which yeah. came out really early in the life cycle, uh, and apparently it did improve once it did. They originally used the motion control to fly your dragon, mm. and apparently it did improve slightly when they implemented, you know, using the actual controller to control it. See, they messed up with that with the Ratchet and yeah. Clank game. Too. Done messed up. Spots. Yeah, they done goofed. They done goofed. Uh, and Haze was a very sort of early one. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Haze promised so much, you know, and. Yeah. You know, it had such great pedigree, didn't it? You know, the developer of that, it was so, so sad. You know, I even saw it in the shop recently, and I was looking at it. I'm like, this doesn't look so bad. But then I just think about Chinny. You know what? I mean, I should maybe give it a try on my own. You know, he's been wrong about games before. Well, you know, it was made by the guys who who brought us Time Splitters. Yep. You know, back in the day, and they were just great developers, and it was just so, so sad. Yeah. It was very sad, and they went under pretty much straight after. It's true. You know, they never really, you know, and it was just terrible, you know. Um, one that, that did sort of was supposedly sort of all right from the early days was Heavenly Sword, mm. uh, which is by the same guys who made Enslaved more recently. Yeah. And apparently it was it was fair enough and it was it was fun. It was quite short. There was a couple of issues with uh, triggered enemies. You know, there was sort of enemies on screen and if you just walked around the right way, they never moved. Uh-huh. So there was a couple of issues like yeah. that. But overall, it was it was a fairly fun game. Yeah. You know, so that might be worth right. a couple of punts for... Maybe you could a, probably find a lot of these used very cheap. Oh, God, you get... I mean, Hayes, for instance, I've seen as low as two pounds. Yeah. You know, and the, and the same goes for um, Heavenly Sword as well, for that matter. Right. So they're fairly cheap. What I would recommend, though, I mean, there are a couple to avoid, but what I would definitely recommend is uh, Ratchet and Clank. Yeah. Uh, both those, Tools yeah. of Destruction and The Cracking Time. They're both really good, solid platformers. Yeah. Uh, with some interesting shooting mechanics as well and open areas, so they're, they're quite little, quite good 3D platformers, really. Yeah, and there's a lot of stuff in them because, like, it goes, you know, a lot of it's platforming, but then there's like an arena where you're just fighting a lot of enemies all at once, and then there's a thing where you're flying around in a spaceship and shooting rocks and stuff, and like, it's cute and it keeps it varied and it's got good writing and it's funny and yeah, Ratchet and Clank, I definitely agree. Two thumbs up. Yeah, to the original Uncharted, I would definitely recommend. I never played the first one, but it was okay. Think... It was good. Yeah. It was good. I mean, the trouble is, once you played the second one, it will be hard yeah. to go back. Right, right. It will be hard to go back. So if you're gonna it... play Uncharted, play it first. Play Uncharted first, and then Uncharted yeah. two. But again, 
you'll pick up Uncharted for about a tenner, if not a yeah. bit less. You know, so yeah. it's a nice cheap fix and it's a good, good game. It was good. So yeah. it was really, really good, the original Uncharted. Um yeah, Little Big Planet. Oh, you know, of course. definitely recommend that. If you again you'll pick it up very cheaply at the moment, it'll mm-hmm. cost you next to nothing. You know, so uh, I should really, I should be looking at these on Amazon while I'm talking, shouldn't I, just to see how much they are. Yeah. Shall we, shall we do that as we're sort of talking? Right. So let's let's look up Hayes, first of all, and just see how much does that uh-huh. sell? How much? So how much do you think you can get a used copy of Hayes for on Amazon? I would say, because Amazon, sometimes they charge the shipping and stuff, five pounds. Three pounds, 71p. Now let's check that's if that's not too far off. Yeah, not too not too far. Now I has got free shipping for that. Uh, no, there's one ninety nine delivery, so it's almost it's just over okay. a fiver, so just over five go. pounds for that. So that's still very cheap though. Yeah. But but terrible, so don't bother. <laughs> cheap um, and terrible. Lure, you get what you pay for. Yeah, lure, how much for lure then? Uh six. Two pound eighty for that. Oof. Two pound eighty. Uh, and one ninety nine delivery. One ninety nine So again, very, very cheap. Uh, the original Resistance Fall of Man. Oh, uh, that's going to be cheap too. Three, four pounds and seventy-four p. Yeah, these so are cheap games, man. These are cheap games. These are cheap games. So let's have a look at the good ones. So let's do Ratchet and Clank. Okay. You know, and then we can sort of see how that compares. Yeah. Ratchet and Clank. Uh, here we go. Let's have a look how much they are. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. Tools of Destruction. How much for that one then? Ah, uh, that's still a very good game, but it's a little older. I would say six. It's actually nine pounds thirty nine. Wow! Cheapest. See, that's interesting you mentioned that because I remember when I was like in the last days of my PS2, I realized that it had been a long time since I played the first Ratchet and Clank game. So I went on a hunt to find it, and it was a crazy. It was like all day long driving around. Do you have Ratchet? Yep. You're the first Ratchet and Clank, and it like. I mean, admittedly, it was when the PS2 was on its way out. Well, I mean, supposedly, it's still even around. But it was that type of thing where, you know, it was hard to find because you know, it's, you know, it's, it's weird about that. People aren't giving it up. That's a platinum version. So that's the newest version of it. Obviously, that's yeah, meant yeah. to be cheaper. Right. Uh, but the original version, because there is a listing for the original one, is £4.88. So uh-huh. for £4.88, the original Well, there you go. One. Now, A Cracking Time, which is the most mm-hmm. recent one. That's pretty re- That's like, what, two years ago? Uh, less than that, no, less than yeah. that. It's only about a year old, if that. Okay. Yeah, it's less than that. Uh, Thirteen ninety nine for that one. Yeah. Thirteen ninety nine, and finally Uncharted. How Uncharted. <laughs> yeah. Any ideas? Uh, six, seven pounds, and then a the whole ninety eight p. Yeah, £7.98. So there's plenty of bargains to be had. There's plenty of yeah. bargains. Now, talking of Uncharted, we should move on to Uncharted 2 and talk oh, a little yes. bit about that. Uh, oh, yeah. Again, £13.50 hand. Wow, that's not bad at all. No, it's not bad at all. So, you know, yeah, about, I paid what, like twice that when I got it, and that wasn't so long ago. $20. $20, that's all it is. Weak. Yeah, weak. So that's, that's really cool. So that's a cool game to play. Uh, yeah. Assassin's Creed 2. Yeah. Assassin's Creed 2, any ideas? Um, mm, that's not so old. No. Nope. That's going to be 15. Yeah, you know, you know what? You're almost bob on. Hey. Uh, but, again, you, you sort of, if you get the Platinum Edition yeah. of Assassin's Creed 2, it's £14.50 or £13.95 new. There's no second-hand versions of that. But, yeah. but if you get the second-hand version, it's £7.39p. Well, there you go. 7 quid. Do it, Seven man. Quid. Get it. 
So there you go. So there's some definitely, you know, from sort of a, a time ago. Yeah. Um, there's a few PSN games I want to mention uh-huh. that you should definitely check out. Yeah. Uh, Flower being Flower, one. of course. We know you're going to say that. Yeah. I love Jenny, that Jenny, why, why do you think Stu recommends Flower? Let me guess, Stu. You think the graphics are amazing. La, da, 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 da. Now, I have to give a proviso with that. It isn't for everyone. That's true. You know, and it's, it, it's definitely worth playing. It's, it's a real def- shame there's no demo for that because that's a game that's going to hit or miss and it really should be like, here's a half a level or something to give you a taste. And, and it would definitely be one his girlfriend could play. Well, that's the thing too is that, I mean, my wife wasn't so into it, but I mean, I, I, I never finished it. We played maybe three or four levels and then gave it up. But I'm really glad that I tried it. You know, it's one of those games that even if you don't love it, it's definitely worth experiencing because it's really well done and it's very beautiful and, yeah. Yeah, no, it is. It is definitely worth playing. Yeah. Uh, Pixel Junk Shooter. See, I still it's, haven't played that. But it's awesome. Your... Really, really cool little game. So that came out this year. And, and prior to that, we had Pixel Junk Eden, which is yeah. just awesome. And there's a demo for that, and it's just so cool. Yeah, a demo have, you pl- have you played like... that? No. Oh, I'll some... try the demo. You definitely need to try it because it's got. You would love the music. It's got mm. some really, really. Yeah, I've heard good stuff about music. With that, yeah. yeah, it's all, and it's such a relaxing, cool game. But it does get quite tense as well. It's a, it's a real great amalgamation of of stuff. Yeah. Um, so that's definitely worth worth playing. And then there's another game called Shatter, which mm-hmm. is a PSN game, which is a bit like. Um, oh God, what's the game? I can never remember the blooming name of it. You know where you have to bounce against the bricks. Pong, Breakout, no, Arkanoid? Uh, break, Arkanoid. It's like a very updated Arkanoid on speed with... Oh, I remember you talking about this last part of time. I should check that out. That's good. Yeah, so that's definitely worth playing on the PSN. Uh, yeah. Little Big Planet, we mentioned. Little yes. Planet. Uh, the cost of that, any ideas? Uh, I don't know. With two coming out, there's a renewed interest. 11. 7.99. 7.99. That's a Kill. good deal for that game. Killzone 2. How much for Killzone? Killzone 2. That's going to be 8. Seven pound sixty kills on hey, two. Too far off. And um, one we should mention is heavy rain, I guess. Fifty uh, p. You know, we did talk about this earlier. You know, twenty p. Interestingly, this has held its value. Really? We, yeah, really. How much for a used copy of Heavy Rain? I would Amazon. give someone twenty p to take it. Seventeen ninety nine, nearly twenty quid wow. for used plus three times as much as Little Big Planet. Whatever, yep. man. What is that all about? Ugh. Why is that so much? I don't know. I mean, I would recommend... Maybe it's, maybe it's rare. Maybe it's like it's hard to find. I don't know. I would recommend he goes to Blockbusters or somewhere like that and maybe pick up yeah. a cheap copy of that. Yeah, there would be the ones to. Metal Gear Solid 4. Metal Gear yeah. Solid 4. What about that? Uh, I don't know. 10. Yeah, twelve ninety nine for that. Yeah. twelve ninety nine for that. That's hour-long cutscenes, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's pretty impressive. So that's sort of something in the past. Dead Space we should give a mention to. Yeah, you know, again, it's fairly it's fairly pricey. You know, these games have held the value, the good ones. So that's a tenner. But again, it's, you know, he could get sort of five games for fifty quid. Yeah, it's true. You know, of the early games, uh, Oblivion, Oblivion, yeah. six quid, six quid for that. Uh, Batman and that's Arkham, like thirty hours of gameplay. On yeah, Oblivion. Batman Arkham. Well, more than that. God, I put one hundred and forty-five yeah. hours into that. Uh-huh. Uh, Batman Arkham Asylum, eleven mm-hmm. quid, eleven yeah. quid. Uh, Metal Welcome Gear... to Stu reads out prices from Amazon. I know it's interesting, isn't it? Metal Gear Solid Four. Um, we already did that, didn't we? Did we do that? I never finished we it. Did that. That. I never finished. Go that. ahead, tell us. Twelve. Uh, Metal Gear Solid Four is nine pound forty-six. There you go. So that's quite expensive still. 
You know, considering it's what a year and a half, two years old or something. Yeah. Oh, uh, Mirror's Edge, two pounds, oh, two quid for that. Two yeah. quid, cheap as anything. Um, now a couple of the others that I would mention, obviously Fallout Three. Fallout yes. Three would definitely be oh, one to recommend. Dude, in Vegas. Yeah, play- if anybody hasn't played Fallout Three, just do it, man. It's well, he won't have played. He won't have played it because he's got no games. No, I'm saying, but not just him, but anybody who's never played Fallout Three. Like you don't know what you're missing. You really don't. Yeah. No, I mean it is. It is a cool game. I never finished it though. I still haven't finished it. Yes, you should. I know how weird is that. But you never really finish it, man. No, you you don't. You don't. Uh, but you know, you know, it's fairly cool. Again, it's a nice, interesting game. Yeah, you know, you should definitely give it a go. I mean, it, it depends. We don't really know what his taste in games is, do we? That's well, that's the other thing. Yeah. You know, he doesn't really say what he really likes. You know, he just. But it's it's a rare person that doesn't like Fallout Three. Well. <sighs> Again, you know, I mean, going back to his original statement, he's not very good at games. You know, is when you think about it, Fallout Three is a complicated game for someone who doesn't really understand or know how to play an RPG. Yeah, but it's also the kind of game that is very user friendly. I feel like it really is. It's complicated. There's a lot of things to it, but I feel like it's not too urgent that you understand it all right away. So you can take your time and get to it that way. I guess. I guess. But it is, it is. It. I mean, it's not like, obviously, Mass Effect 2, which is coming out next year on the PS3 yeah. in January, uh, which has an auto, you know, auto development button. So you just sort of press auto and it just assigns all the, the points you've earned, yeah. you know, and it just spreads them about and sort of does it for you. You know, with something like, you know, you know, especially Oblivion and Fallout 3, you really have to understand what the hell you're supposed to be doing. Yeah, it's true. And I guess for somebody who doesn't really understand that type of game, you know, maybe he's played loads of RPGs in the past. Could be. You know, so he may be all right with that. But that that's a few recommendations. Uh, finally, yes. the, orange, the Orange Box. We should well, mention yeah. that. Uh, if Portal, not, man. If only for Portal alone. Yes, if only no for Portal alone, which is my favorite game of all time and still is to this day. Until Portal 2 game. comes out next year, of course. Yes, of course. You know, and Portal, now the Orange Box on the PS3 you can pick up for... Seven nine ninety nine, nine ninety nine. So still quite go. quite pricey. And I can't believe I forgot to mention, but you get a PS3, you have access to some awesome PS1 games, including Final Fantasy Seven, baby. Yeah, yeah. Anyone want to play that thing? Um, yeah, and then also, also we shouldn't forget God of War three. Yeah, you know, which is great fun. God of War That's Collection, which was God of War One and Two, which came out. That's fairly cheaply to be bought, yeah. so that's fairly cool. Uh, and I think that's about it. That's a lot of games we've mentioned, isn't it? A lot of games. There's a lot to be seen. You know, just get out there, go to shops, see what appeals to you. You know. Yep, yep. And, and I guess if you want some party games for Christmas to invest in SingStar, maybe. Yeah. Let's get the old karaoke going. Uh, Rock Band Beatles, which is just awesome. Yeah. yeah Rock Band Beatles, and but then you uh, gotta start getting into the peripherals yeah, guys peripherals for them but they're, they're, I mean you can pick some of them up pretty cheap second hand DJ Hero man you should do DJ Hero yeah it depends if he's into dance music man. well if you're into dance music check out DJ Hero he may not be though he may not be so we can't recommend that I, I have to say I can well you can and I love it as well as you know <laughs> but you know we again we don't I know I know we don't know we don't know what it's like so yeah so what he'll have to do is rewind this bit now and listen to it again exactly yeah so or search back no, I no, guess no. He'll be doing like everybody does when they listen to our podcast. He has a piece of notebook paper yeah, there, ready yeah. to write down notes as we go through things. Look up Jesse Slaughter. Yeah, Chini, yeah, yeah. really there? Question mark. Yeah, All I like that. Yeah. So Keep I guess notes, you, you got to go back and listen again and again. 
Yeah, so I guess that's sort of that done. So there you go. And if that hasn't given you plenty to chew over, I don't know what will. And, and obviously Red Dead Redemption, we shouldn't forget. Well, duh. Yeah, hey, Chinny, do you have any other game recommendations for the PS3? <laughs> no. All right, all right. That's yeah, a bit of a good. Mafia 2. Mafia 2. Well, yeah, there you go. And, and a final one. If he's into racing games, Burnout Paradise on the PS3. Yes. Is okay, we're done far. giving recommendations now. <laughs> and the best version of it, much better than the 360 version. Just name all the games you like for the past five years. I know, I know. It's a lot of games, but there's a lot of games. A lot there of games. are a lot of games, yes. Not enough time okay. to play them all. Uh, right, one, final, one final email. Okay. Uh, we do move on. Man, um, this is yeah. exhausting. we got all I these know. people writing in. If nobody else should write to veteran gamers or podcast at veterangamers.co.uk, we can't handle all this email, man. They should definitely do that. Podcast no, at veterangamers.co.uk, right there. And, and don't forget, and I keep telling everybody this, and I'm tweeting and everything, uh, go to the website, uh, veterangamers.co.uk, and get your votes in on the survey. Get your votes right. in the... the survey, people. End of the year. You don't yeah. want to be not yeah. counted. We've got a few in, but we need more. We need more. Then it's nice and yeah. We want plenty more. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, get yourself over there. Get voting. It's not going to be until January, so you've got plenty of time to get your votes in. Yeah. Get them in. Year in review. Yeah. Talk about all the games. Tell you the ones we like, the ones we didn't yeah. like. And yeah. people just uh, go on about Heavy Rain and how crap it was for ages. <laughs> That's right. So there you go. So final, anyway, final email. Okay, from final Finch. email. Richard Finch, Ra Finch. Ra Finch. Yeah, it's, a, it's an odd one, this, but I'll read it out. Cause I <laughs> okay. Is there any chance of a video podcast, even if it's a one-off? Ralph. That's it. I don't think anybody other than him is interested in a video podcast. Who would want to see us? I don't want to see me. I don't think anybody else would. I mean, and what. I mean, in some cases, I don't know. I could see there being a situation where it's like, here's this game that's coming up soon. Here's the trailer. You know, we could just put the trailer right in. But most of the time, what we talk about is our own impressions and what are we going to do? We're going to just sort of. I don't know. I suppose we could splice in some gameplay for It'd just be weird. And, and, would, and we're, we're on the other sides of the world to each other. That's so the how other the problem. How would that even work? really be tricky. You know, and I still do believe some people still think we're sort of sat together chattering. Yeah, it's true. Because the quality of the Skype is so amazing, you can't tell if the person's here or not. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there you See? go. So you, gonna, you would never know. People. You fool people. You there may, there may be an iTunes review that disagrees with that later on. Oh, it, snap. No, they didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There may be. There may be. But I'll tell you what, Raw Finch, if you really want to see a video podcast, I did one once upon a time. Let me know. Send me an email oh, or something. Oh, God. I'll, I'll let you know. I'll give you a link for a video podcast that I personally made, and it's pretty ridiculous, so you're fair warned. Yeah, that would be my worst nightmare, I think. <laughs> it's pretty bad. God, who would, who would really want to see that? I mean, seriously, who would want to see that? Apparently, some people did because they downloaded yeah. it from my website, yeah. but whatever. Anyway, earlier, earlier, he says... I talked a little bit, little bit about little. Uh, a game that's potentially more difficult than than Demon Souls. Yeah, what the heck? What could be more difficult than Demon Souls? You'd wonder, wouldn't you? Go well. What what game could that possibly be? What it's game? it's the game that's called You Suck, Die Now. Yep, yep. It's actually it's actually at the moment a PC exclusive. Yeah. Uh, so it isn't at the moment coming out on the consoles, but we can live in hope. Crisis Two. Uh, no. Uh, yeah. <laughs> The Witcher 2. The uh, Witcher 2. That now, was apparently, to be on the console. Okay, all right. Listen to this, right? <laughs> apparently, it takes about 30 to 60 hours to finish. Yeah. And on insane difficulty, you have one life for the whole game. Wow. So, like, if you're out of health potions and that spider... You die you, right back it. to the beginning again. Oh, my God. Can you imagine that? 
I, I would love to hear the story about the person who's like, I'm awesome. I know how to heal myself. I don't need to bother with this namby pamby stuff. And then like he gets very close to the end and then he dies and that's it. Can you imagine that? I can't imagine. I, and not I, only I, that, I, not only that, listen, listen to this, listen to this. You can't even go back to a previous save. The game, the saves are locked. That would defeat the whole purpose. Yeah, so you can't even go back. So if you die, you die. That's the end. Of and it. if you and if you get down to like one health in the middle of this death claw layer or whatever it is, you're out of luck. You're gonna die. See, and I think that's the thing is that after ten hours, maybe it just the game's not fun anymore because you're just so paranoid that you're gonna die, and then that's it. You you but, but but you know that's what Demon Cells did so well. Yeah. You know because that what that really was that what that game was all about was your mortality and you knew if you made a mistake that was it and you'd be back to the beginning of the level losing all your souls and then you had to get back to where wherever the hell they were without dying again. And you know this and and you know we bring Heavy Rain back I suppose in a way it is a way of sort of you know making the game a different kind of game because you are going to play it very differently. There's a there's a certain abandon that comes with knowing you can just reload the game or whatever. You just take it back, whatever. I don't have to worry about it. And I love. It. I mean, I know that cool. it's your only life. Then you're going to play it very carefully, and you're going to be very precise with everything you do. Well, if you can be, but I would if love, you, like you said, to hear anybody who attempts this and what the you know what their opinions of it are. You know. And, yeah, really. And someone, I would love to see someone manage to finish the game without losing their life. It would be cool. <laughs> yeah, it would be cool. Imagine and I'm how sure happy you'd feel when you get done. I'm sure somebody will do it. You know, yeah. I'm sure someone will do it. But that's the uh, other thing is that you would you would go straight to the end. I mean, I assume it's an open game, kind of like Oblivion. Yeah. You would not be futzing around with side missions, would you? No, no, you would just do story, wouldn't you? That was it. You wouldn't you wouldn't risk dying at the yeah. wrong time, would you? Exactly. I mean, interestingly, interestingly, uh, Demon Souls has been lots of talk about the servers being shut down at some point in time. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I suppose every game at some point is going to do that. But but because it's so popular, you just keep on going, if you know well, what I mean. Well, and because the having the servers up is a, you know, a big thing about getting help from other people, yeah? Yeah, yeah. So they so they keeps on going. And from the 20th of December, they're having white, full white tendency again for Christmas <gasps> for a week. It's got to be white tendency, I see. Yeah. Racist. Yeah, if white tendency is, it's everything's a bit easier. Yeah. But the loot well, you get you isn't as cool. Well, there you go. So basically, the trade off is you can get to stuff you normally wouldn't be able to get to. So or, you get white Christmas, but not so much of the Christmas part. Yeah. But if you have full, they, they have done full black tendency at Halloween as well. And basically, it's rock, rock hard. I mean, that game's hard enough to begin with, but when they have full black tendency, it's just yeah. ridiculously hard. But, out at night. Yeah, but then you get rewarded with better stuff. Well, there you go. It's a trade-off. You know? Yeah, so I love the stuff they're doing like that, you know? Yeah. And I might pop it back in again, because that's what I did last time when it was full white tendency. I popped it back in, and I wasn't quite as scared of it yes. as I normally am. Um, well, there you go. But it's one of those games I just dip, dip my toes in every now and again. Mm-hmm. I dip my toes in every now and again. Um, yeah, dip them in. Dip him in. So I thought I'd just give that a quick mention, but uh, yeah, as we're all turned around, uh, we're going to do Quamrian now. How about that? Yeah! What's all that about? Oh, snap! It's all topsy-turvy. It is. It is. So, uh, yeah, let's listen to that then. Here we go! We ain't doing geometry. We're trying to play some games. Quamrian, go now. Quamrian, Game Review. Review. This is Mike Quigley, also known as Cronion on Xbox Live. This week, I'm going to be looking at Radiant Games Fireball. 
if you have Xbox Live and you've downloaded Geometry Wars 2, you've probably played a little mode called Pacifism. With that said, Fireball is very, very similar to this. And in a way, it kind of takes it and expands upon it by branching out into different enemies. As you know, in Pacifism, you've got the one type of enemy. And it's just growing and growing in numbers as you're trying to escape it and going through the gates. And Fireball pretty much takes that concept Changes it up a bit. They don't get exploded right away like they do with the gates. There's a bit of a timer with the bombs, so you can kind of get a little bit of a chain reaction going. And um, at the same time, there's also dynamic where you want to get that to happen and you want to use this superpower to kind of nuke as many of them as possible to get as many points as possible. And like I said, we've got more different types of enemies here. So he's definitely taken that, you know, little mode in that other game and expanded upon that and in a way it works very very well and me personally i liked pacifism mode and i know a lot, i know a lot of other people loved that mode and this really does take that and just kind of bring it to another level and i think people will really get a kick out of this it only costs a dollar so you're not really breaking the bank on this one and it's a ton of fun i can see people going back into this rather than you know even firing up Geometry Wars too, if they want to do that. Um, and just plugging away at it, just to get a higher score and, you know, do the challenges. There's just nice little challenges, which are kind of like pre-designed -de pre levels where you, you're going through these sets of enemies and um, basically just trying to survive for as long as possible, as opposed to in the normal game where you've got an actual level structure and you're just going through it and trying to get to the end of it. And... Like I said, like the, all the other rating games, which are very good and very well made, um, this has that same level of quality to it. And I really got to say the um, developer has done a really good job of creating this kind of brand with his name because it seems like each one of these games we look at is, is really bringing that to the forefront that if you see that name in the, in the beginning or if you know it's made by him or them rather, um, then it's going to be a good quality title. And I, I really can't suggest this enough. Um, the color scheme is going to be a little bit different from what people are used to uh, with the subtler tones. This is definitely a harsher tone, but other than that, it's it's really got that same feel to it that all the other rating games have, and it, it really does um, stand out amongst all the other, you know, mediocre or obviously much lesser titles out there on the service. So definitely uh, check it out, and uh, I'm sure you'll have a lot of fun with it. So there you go. Indie pick for this week. Dang, my dog's yeah, all what noisy. Is what is that? My noisy dog's dog. shaking. Yeah. Tell him to shush. Pipe down, Tito. Go ahead. Yeah, pipe down. Uh, yeah. yeah, Radiant Games Fireball. Is, yeah, is... Radiant Games. Good. Um, so the what same you ones did Fluid. We reviewed Fluid a while back, if people didn't know. We did review, review Fluid, and we really like that game. Yeah. And, and I should also mention, next week, next week, and this is exclusive. Exclusive. <gasps> da -da -da -da. Exclusive. Uh, we have got... An interview, or I am, as it goes, because you're at school. I'll be at school. So that's yeah, that's just pretty rubbish, really. Well, you know, if I want to have the whole class interview him, they could just shout out their questions. When do you when do you actually break up for Christmas? Ugh, a day before Christmas. You see, they've broken up in this country already. Well, uh, most states have broken up already. Most school districts have probably broken up, but we have a really silly calendar. So, blah blah. Don't so get me started uh, on the calendar. So how come you only? How long do you get off, by the way? A, a week and one day. Eh, interesting. That's crazy. 
Because I was on the calendar committee for a little while. I was like, that's silly. We need more time during the winter. And I met on one of the meetings, and we sort of sat around, and we were like, well, what could we do? Because there's a certain number of days you have to go each year, and there's a certain number of like staff development days you have to do. And so we talked about maybe moving stuff around. And I said, you know, look, and then someone else on the committee agreed with me. What if we were to take, you know, go a few extra days at the end of the school year, but then have more time off in the winter when you really need a break? And they were like, yeah, maybe, I don't know. And so we went to the rest of the school with it. We were like, what would people think about asking the staff of this? And people just went nuts. They were like, absolutely not. How could you even propose such a thing? What is wrong with you? Why do you think this is such a good – and I was like, dude, forget this. I'm not trying to get yelled at by people here at school. I get yelled at by the students enough. Well, to be fair, to be fair, you did um... – Excuse me, you did get 10 weeks off in the summer, don't you? You got 10 weeks in the summer. Well, yeah, we get 10 weeks off in the summer. But that's yeah. why you don't need such a – you don't – what do three extra days matter in the summer? Yeah, no, that's true enough. You need, you need time off during the winter, man. Look, people don't like change. You should know this. People hate change. People <sighs> don't know. like change. And well, there's I'm a good sure, reason for this change, man. I'm sure there's people out there who are going, why is Quamrian at the end? That's just not right. <laughs> you know, that's yeah, change. They're changing stuff. I don't like it. I'm anyway, really uncomfortable now and stuff, and I'm gonna to have to put an extra pair of socks on and all sorts of weird stuff. Well, that's a, you put on whatever you need to put on, yeah. listeners. Yeah, because of weird change. Uh, but yeah, Luke Schneider uh, from Radiant Games. I will be interviewing him uh, this week coming, so it'll be on the following Yay. Wednesday. So I'll be releasing that Wednesday. Uh, so right. I'm gonna have a talk with him. But yeah, let's. We've done one of his games. So what did you think? So go on, go for Fireball. It. I, I can tell this came out before Fluid. Yeah. Yes, it did. Yeah. And it kind of shows, like, it feels kind of like, okay, we're getting this idea of the swarm sort of following you around, and you're not going to be shooting at it, which is a nice change, but instead you'll be activating these mines as you go near them, and you don't want to touch the mines, so there's sort of an added level. Um, I mean, but it says, you know, you know it's like Quamrian pointed out, though, it's, you know, it's just basically it is, uh, the pacifism mode from Geometry Wars 2, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, you know? it really is. I mean, you know, it's good as far as it goes. It's just that it doesn't – I think if I had played this first, I'd probably be a lot more impressed with it. But having played Fluid, that combines this element and, like, four other elements as well into a really well-rounded, robust game. Whereas this feels – I couldn't see myself playing this much. I played a few levels, and then I was like, you know, whatever. It's okay. It's not well, I bad. Would, I It's would, certainly well made. I would predict that Chinny will definitely like this. Oh, yeah? You think so? Definitely. I mean, he's he's a huge fan of Geometry Wars. And I like the art style. You know, I think it's a cool little art style. I like the fact that you get those huge ones every now and again when you've got enough combos, you know. Or, yeah, it's true. You know, enough multipliers. And those are very rewarding, too. You touch them and... <laughs> everything. Everything blows up, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I liked it. I, I think this guy does some quality games. You know, he really yeah, he does. Sure does. And he's prolific. You know, the, he's released about six games just he's this got year. A bunch. It's true. Yeah. The only thing I would say, okay, and I need to make this really clear if you go looking for this, it's Radiant Games uh, Fireball and Radiant Games Fluid. So if you just look up Fluid, you won't be able to find it. But you know what? I was thinking about it. I think that's a good idea because then if you get one that you like, then you know exactly where all the rest are. Whereas if I were to play ZP2K9, and I'm like, oh, I want to see what else this guy has. You'd have to go do a little research and find out the names and write them down. And it just seems like by having all the games start with Radiant Games, it's a good way to help people. You know, it promotes his other games. It's definitely a good branding exercise. Yeah. Well, exactly. I think sometimes it can also work as a negative, and I'll ask him about this. Yeah. Because, you know, if you, if you were saying to someone, oh, you need to go and play Fluid, you would just go, yeah. you need to go and play Fluid. 
right, right. And then they would go and look for fluid, and they wouldn't be able yeah. to find it. And that, yeah, and then they true. would they would forget about it. And they There's a danger there, definitely. You know, so I was gonna. That's one of my questions. I'm gonna ask him. So ask away. Out, go ahead. You will find out the answer. That's You'll right. But yeah, overall, I I thought it was pretty good. You know, I I liked it. Yeah. You know, and again, he's, he does very polished, very polished games. Let me guess, you. You think the graphics are amazing? La da 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 da. Yeah, they weren't bad. They weren't bad. The graphics. I must admit, they were. They were all right. They were pretty good. Cool. I mean, you know, he does a good job of. Again, like it's not going to be. You know the, the the type of thing that you're going to get from you know Epic or whatever it is, but it's still really good for where he's at, and it's good. It's a good value for money. Yeah, no, definitely, and I think all of his games are eighty points. Yeah. So every game he releases is eighty points, and the quality of them compared to a lot of games on the service are, are way better. So it yeah. is interesting. It is interesting. No doubt. Um, to finish off tonight, you know, and interestingly, we're obviously talking about. Uh, uh, exclusives earlier and all that sort yeah. of stuff. I've got as a list, you know. Oh so, boy! Especially for John Malice because obviously he hates lists. Um, but it's not lists like the charts or all that. You know, it's actually an interesting list. Well, I think it is anyway. Yeah. Uh, but it's ten things you should know about Gears of War three. We mentioned it earlier. Let's uh-huh. let's delve into this and sort of see okay. see what we need to know about uh, Gears I'm of ready. War three. Do you agree? Disagree? Etc. Here we go. Okay. Go. I absolutely 100% disagree. No, we're just setting it up. Yeah, he, always dis- he disagrees with everything. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Epic story. Gears of War 3 is going to have an epic story, apparently. Uh, just like the other two games that had, obviously, an epic story. <laughs> yeah. Obviously. So, written by Gears novelist. So, there's an actual novelist yeah. that writes these games. Karen Travis. The story begins 18 months after the events of Gears of War 2 aboard the Raven's Nest aircraft carrier. The story follows two teams. Well, there's a surprise. Two teams, eh? Hmm. Co-op. Hmm. Uh, Dom, Marcus, Anya, and newbie Jace. And a second team fronted by Cole and Bird as they investigate loose ends left by Marcus's father and get involved in the escalating war between the Locust Horde and the mutated Lambent Locusts. So what do you think? Well, just for clarification, Karen Travis, they spelled her name wrong, two S's. Really? Uh, she's, yeah, she's yeah, a writer from Wiltshire, England. Really? She's from your side oh. of the pond. She wrote an actual novel. She's like Murphy's Law now. Really? 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 Karen Travis, really? A different context, uh, though, to be fair. She wrote a prequel novel called Gears of War Asfo Fields. So... Uh, that sounds like some sort of gangster rapper book. She wrote an actual novel about the Gears of War, so yeah. she has the ability to write novels, I guess. Maybe. You know. I bet it's now, cool. Now, will that translate into a good story for the game? Who knows? What's he called? What's he called? Let's see what the reviews say on Amazon. See, we're using Amazon a lot today. What's oh, he say? snap. What's Asfo he called? Fields. Gears of War, Asfo Gears. Fields. Just a minute. Gears of War, Asfo A-S- Fields. Oh, in books. A-S-P-H-O. 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 Yes. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Aspo Fields. Here we go. Let's see what it says. Here we go. Here we go. Ooh, ooh, ooh. It's got 11 reviews. 11 reviews. And four and a half stars. Oh, that's not too bad. There you go. And it's cheap as well. It's cheap, doesn't it? Let me see what it says. Let's read a review, a quick one. Let's see what it says about this here book. Just a minute. Let me see. Okay, here we go. Here we go. You ready? Ready. Uh, here we go. No, God, that's long. I'm not reading that. It's huge. <laughs> oh, God, lovers, that's like an essay. Here we go. Take oh. the shortest God, one. God, lovers, they're all big. Read the first sentence. Just a minute. Just a minute. Oh, here we go. We've got one that's... Uh, here we go. Oh, that's better. That's better. Uh, great book, a must for any Gears fan. 
Right, I'm not into the long and detailed review, so I'm going to make this short and sweet. Hey, we like that. If you're a massive Gears fan or have even played the Gears games, then I recommend you buy this book. It goes into the background story of the characters and Locus before they even were in the first game. Really good read, really enjoyed it, a must-buy. So there you go. Mm, And that's from uh, RB, simply RB. Well, all right. From Berkhamstead in the UK. I I don't know that I was ever really impressed either with the first Gears story or... You know, I never really finished the second one. Did you have a story? Eh. I don't know. That's the thing. Is Whatever. It didn't even matter. It was all about the gameplay. So I'm not really so worried about the story on this one either. Who cares? Right. Number two, it's green. Yes. Always a showcase for Epic's advances in the Unreal Engine. Gears of War 3 is set in the sunny and tropical climate. Out goes the blue and grey palette replaced by warm, earthy tones and natural greens. Uh, Some of the game's new multiplayer maps will change while the game is in progress. There you go. The overpass level sinks as fights rage, flooding and darkening the level as it disappears beneath the ground. See, that's interesting because in COD Black Ops, there's this map where it's called Launch, and they're at halfway through the game, a rocket will launch out of this launch pad, and like everything starts shaking and it gets really crazy. I don't know if I like that or not. It feels like it's kind of a gimmicky type of thing to do while you're playing a multiplayer map. And, I mean, it's a little something different, I suppose, so I can't really be upset with it, but I don't know. Yeah. It gets old after the first couple of times you do it. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it'd have to be pretty dynamic, and it probably won't be. It'll probably just be yeah. the same time. I mean, in terms of the green palette, I, I think that would be weird. Like, I'm used to Gears of War taking place in a place that is but we know, we know dreary it and we know, we know it's going to be after Enslaved, don't we? We saw what Enslaved yeah, was. Yeah, it's so true. We know, it's true. we know it's going to be green and shiny yeah. and stuff. Okay. And the next one I have to absolutely agree with. Yeah. Yeah, you can be the Horde. Uh, Starting as a puny ticker or a wretch, the new beast mode pits five locusts against five AI-controlled cogs in a reverse Horde mode. Awesome. I mean, I can only say good things about it. We played it at Eurogamer. Great. I know Chinny's really excited about this, aren't you, Chinny? Yeah. There you go. It doesn't sound very excited right now, but yeah, whatever. Anyway, uh, you're armed to the teeth. The default Lancer yes. sweet hammer burst are joined by a third multiplayer start-out weapon, the Pendulum Lancer. The old Lancer variant swaps a chainsaw for a bayonet, but has twice the stopping power with half the accuracy. Mm-hmm. The old shotgun returns, but he's joined by the powerful but slow double-barreled shotgun, uh, while mm-hmm. the classic sniper rifle is complemented by the new one-shot, a giant shoulder-mounted rifle that makes you a sitting duck but kills in one massive blast. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, are they, I mean, arm to the teeth. Well, I think of arm to the teeth. I think you have a lot of guns at your disposal yeah, all the time. Stuff, but I think. And lots of bullets. Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, this just means they're adding some new guns, which every game kind of does that, don't they? Yeah, it's all tough, I guess. And I'm not too worried about, I don't know. I, I'm I'm a real assault rifle type of guy. Just you're, Whatever gun you start out with, most games, that's the gun I'm going to use for the whole game. So True, true. The mm. next one I really like. This one yes. I really like. Uh, there's going to be new ways to play. Uh, Gears of War 2's Guardian and Submission modes have been smooshed together to make a new Capture the Leader mode, where both teams have an invincible captain who must be taken hostage for 30 seconds to win. Mm-hmm. Uh, King of the Hill has been merged with Annex in the new King of the Hill with mobile hills and spawn points. That's interesting. Well, that sounds cool. And Warzone and Execution are joined by the first to 20 points Rapid Spawn. Or rapid respawn. Yeah, team deathmatch mode for cretins who just don't understand the staggering complexity of execution. Yes. There you go. There you go. So that's cool. We like that. That's cool. New game mode is always a good thing, you know, yeah. as long as they don't do away with the standard stuff. 
Yep. It has the features you demanded. <gasps> did you demand some features? I don't remember. No, I didn't demand nothing. No, I don't remember doing that either. But apparently you did because it says you did here. Hey, Chinny, did you demand some features? Yeah. Oh, okay. He must have Oh, it's Chinny. There you go. Yeah. Uh, take Gears 3 online and you'll find a whole new game. When you finish a game, your party will stick together. Well, I'll tell you what, that'll be a first, won't it, in Gears? Yeah, of... really. God, we'll see if it actually comes yeah, through. Yeah, let's see, because we know how we well... We talk a lot of stuff. But They've got to get that right. in the right pudding, now. baby. They've got to get that right this time. Yes. And, and if your host should ever bail out of the game, it will pick a new host without any disconnections. Yeah, we'll, we'll believe that when we see it. Yeah, I mean, even Cod Blops has server migration problems. And getting any group more than six into a game in Cod Blops, forget it, man. It's got to be six, man. Well, we had a weird thing on Red Dead Redemption. I remember playing that in free roam, and every time we got one person, another person would get kicked out and vice versa. Yep. And they could never be in the same game at the same time. Yep. It's just very weird. Uh, you can yep. even mark enemies, battlefield style, designating targets for snipers and setting waypoints. Now, that's cool. I always really like that in battlefields. Yep. Gears 3 will also keep all of the best updates from Gears 2's many title updates, increases the campaign corpus player count to four players, and adds one more thing every Gears fan demanded, whatever that may be. Uh, oh, and that's the next item, I think. Yep, 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 yep. Dedicated servers. Yay! There you go. Everyone demanded it. I don't really it. care myself, but yeah. whatever. Yeah. It can't, well, who demanded it, it? Chinny, did you demand I, that? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's Chinny again. God, he's oh. busy, isn't he? Busy yeah, Chinny. Uh, you can't win in Gears of War 2. If you lose, you lose. If you win, someone's always quick to tell you that you had host advantage. Yep. It's true that the game's host gets a slight advantage on everyone else, and it has a problem even back on the original Xbox days on Rainbow Six Three and Halo 2, so Epic are fixing it. Every game of Gears 3 will be hosted on dedicated servers run by Microsoft, so everyone will have the same super snappy response time. Is that meant to be sarcastic, do you think? Well, yeah, I guess. I guess. But even the original the original uh, Gears of War were awful for host advantage. Yeah. If you have the shotgun as host, yeah. you know, one shot kills on everybody. Yep. Yep. It's been tested to destruction. Here's the next one. Uh, Epic have been secretly testing some Gears 3 new features within Gears 2 when Title Update 6 was rolled out. They began hosting some games on dedicated servers and started tweaking the shotgun's balance. Uh, When Gears 3 ships next September, it will have had over a year's worth of testing features in Gears 2 and a dedicated open beta built built to test the game's new modes and new weapons under real-world conditions. Mm -hmm. So there you go. They've been secretly doing tests that you didn't even know. I had no idea they were doing that. I had no idea. Uh, Next one, you'll level up. There's a surprise, you know, because well, nobody can do that. Why is that news? Wasn't this article like 10 things you didn't know well, about Gears of War? they sort of did leveling up, but he didn't really mean a lot in Gears 2. So they had yeah. it, but he didn't actually. Right, right. So everything you do in Gears War 3 will re- be from reviving a teammate to stomping on a man's head. will earn you XP, which will unlock execution variants for each weapon and other cosmetic bonuses. So you don't actually get an advantage, but you get cool stuff to use. Mm. So you'll have new executions. Yeah. New ribbons and medals reward you for being especially proficient in different actions, and earning enough will award you with titles you can apply to your in-game tag. Mm -hmm. Level up enough and mutators can be applied to the co-op game modes for bizarre effects, huge heads, teleporting enemies, Luno physics, and other nonsense. Uh, which we did in Unreal. Unreal had the mutators, and they were quite cool. I liked the mutators, and obviously Halo did it as well, didn't they? Yeah, it's true. So Halo had the skulls, didn't you? Remember those? Yeah. Halo 3. So cool. Mm -hmm. And finally, number 10, everything is better. Everything. 
Uh, characters move faster. Every weapon has a unique role. A new boot forward vault over cover, uh, cover cures the old naked gun shootout problem between two enemies <laughs> on either side of the cover. Uh, yeah. Kicking them backwards and giving the aggressor an advantage. Every match begins with an overview of the map with markings for weapons, locations, and important tactical positions. It's an idea which pops into the Bad Company 2's Vietnam DLC and will feature you'll see more and more as online games get smarter and friendlier for new players. That's interesting. So there you go. That's it. Yeah, some good stuff there. That was, uh, that was from uh, Computer and Video Games. So yeah, there you go. So now we only have to wait until when? Uh, November next year. Oh, yeah, that's a piece of cake. So November next year. Okay. And, uh, yeah. and that's about it for tonight. That's it. No more. Yeah. There is no more. wild, crazy ride it's been. It has been a crazy ride. It has yeah. been a crazy ride. Do you think it's been a crazy ride, Shinny? Oh, absolutely, 100%. Di- Agree. Agree. Oh, he agrees with us for hey, once. Oh, How about that? Yes. How about that? So I guess we better do some shout-outs and get the hell out of here. Has Chinny got any shout-outs, by the way? Did I don't you know, Chinny. You got any shout-outs? Shout-outs? Shout-outs. Uh, yeah, uh, Knight XXXL. Shout-out to him because he sent me a message saying he liked Split Second uh, because I recommended it to him yeah, because I'm always right, obviously. And also to Rathinch, who sent me a message saying he needs help on Halo Wars, but didn't realise it was co-op. So hopefully I'll get to join in with Rathinch and help him out on Halo Wars. I haven't yet. And that's about it, really. There you go. Cool is that. Cool. Yes. cool. And what about you? Yes, I have some shout-outs. First of all, John Mouse, or John Mouse 5, whatever you want to call them. Uh, we played some Black Ops together, and it was really weird because I was in a room... Uh, and I was looking at the player cards. That's one of the what, interesting things about... You're in a room at home playing? I know, imagine How that. How weird is that? Imagine that. <laughs> you weren't sat in the garden playing it with your TV. I outside. was actually in my car playing. Really? Play well, HD games. Rolling in your caddy. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, so I'm looking at the player cards. And you know how it's like... Do you know about the Black Ops player cards? Like Not really. You can make your own... You know, they give you 12 layers to mess with. And they give you a lot of different shapes you can use. And people, you make whatever designs they want. You know, they ban people who are using does, swastikas. Does you know about that? I don't know. Does he know? I don't know. Do you know a lot of people are, are a lot of people. Chinny, do you know anything do you about know? that? Have you, do you know about it? <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, I guess well. not. Yeah. Disagreeable as always. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so a lot of people are doing like naked women and all that stuff, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I did Homer Simpson. It doesn't look great because you really don't have the tools you need, but. Is it, is it as good as a Forza? tools that you use no not anywhere near as good because forza's got you have almost infinite layers don't you i know no i've never i've never used it so i have no idea you have all the basic shapes in forza too that's the other thing on this one you got squares and circles but you really and it's really hard you can't warp them is the other thing you can make them bigger or smaller but you can't make them longer or shorter so there's real limits to what you can do but that's what makes it more interesting when you're creative with it like rich big bad daddy has he made the Assassin's Creed logo for instance. So he hasn't got a big penis then on his. He does not. A lot of people do, and I think that is one of the reasons why it's not creative. Like that's not It's a man thing, you know, we all like to draw penises. I guess so. There you go. Um but anyway, so I made Homer Simpson and people can tell what it is and that's the important thing. I did an ignot from uh the Aqua Teen Hunger Force, the Moon Knights, we are magnificent. But I was in a room, and, and somebody had made the dead mouse mouse, you know, the little smiley mouse thing with the yeah, yeah. You know, ears. And right as I was like, oh, dude, check it out. John Mouse should see this. He, he came into my room, and I was like, dude, look, you can see the thing that I was just looking at and seeing your name. So it was like coincidence, cosmic order, man. It was amazing. Um, shout out also to Murphy's Law. Played some games on there. No big deal. All praise to me. It's been a while since we played, so we hooked it up. Quanrian sent me some messages, and I didn't even realize he had sent me them until I was 
out of the game and stuff. So apparently he has it, and so we're looking to play. We'll hook up at some point. Quan, no big deal. We'll we'll get it. And uh, Skull Doug came in right as I was leaving today. So I keep missing people, but we'll hook it up. So cheers just to him. Rubbish, aren't you? I'm just rubbish about basically connecting with people. Basically. I guess. Eh, whatever. That's me. There you go. Well, I I will as always shout out VGHub.net. Yeah. Uh, get yourself over there. BGM show, overseas connection, uh, gamesman, uh-huh. uh, loads of other stuff on there. You know, yeah. gate. Yeah. Yeah. Ginny keeps agreeing there. Well, he's always yeah. butting in as well. This podcast. Ugh, obnoxious. Nice stuff. Uh, obviously, I'll give a, a shout out. To, who else can I shout out? Who else? Uh, School Duggar, look at that. Special one for him. Hey. Special one for School Duggar. Quamrian for coming on every week and giving us oh. some picks. Yes. Um, obviously, Surface Lizard. Surface you know, when lizard, he's not away. Give it up. Yeah, when he's not away. And uh, yeah, I think that's about it, really. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, there we you have go. got an iTunes review to read out before we go. All right. Okay, you ready? Here we go. Here we go. I'm ready. Uh, here we go. Five stars. So it's a good start. Yes. Five stars. Good start. Here we go. The deadly premonition of podcasts. <laughs> yep, Wait a minute. Title. Yep, yep, yep. Are you ready? Listen, listen. Here we go. Yes. Why does it sound like Duke is recording it from his front room whilst he's in the kitchen popping his head around the corner to make a snap remark every now and again? <laughs> Why? Well, I'll tell you, you know, I uh, put some uh, silverware and uh, I got my keys here, yeah, which I go. keep in the kitchen. There you go. Why does Chinny sound like he's not interested at all? Chinny, would you agree that you don't sound interested? Yeah. Oh, there you go. There you go. Why does the daddy get so wound up about Chad Warden and end every sentence with right? Chairwood. Yeah. I, actually, I think he's more likely to be, there you go. There you yeah, go. That's right. That is there the one. This person's not listening very carefully. Yeah, he isn't. No, it's definitely there you go, isn't it? I say that an awful lot. Anyway, who right. cares? Who cares? Because <laughs> it all comes together to make one delightful mess of a podcast. Yeah. Uh, the banter is first rate, but doesn't descend into juvenile absurdity. Uh, some podcasts sound like they are trying to be funny and love the sound of their own voices. These boys have a little more, not much in brackets. That's not very nice, is it? About them. Yeah, really. Yeah. For instance, spending 20 minutes talking about a game which revolved around how to relate to deaf people. <laughs> uh, drawing on their own life experiences, it adds gravitas to a subject which is normally dominated by the brass shouty brigade. Okay, finally, most likely to hear, I love, insert JRPG Xbox Live indie game here, least likely to hear, hey, how have you been getting on with civilization? <laughs> That's true. So there you go. There you Yay. go. That's the Peter G73. We appreciate iTunes reviews. Thank you. We do. And on that note, we do need to get the hell out of here. So, uh, yeah, thanks again, and see ya. Yes, thanks for listening, everybody. Jamafoule.